Let's go. Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back. know that. Coming back. The Bunt. He's coming back. There we go. Congratulations. (laughs) Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Ghost, here we are, season 13, episode one. You ever think we make it this far? Honestly, I had my doubts, but here we are <laughs> making it pop with no end in sight. Dude, when we were messing around with that snowball microphone, I gotta tell you, man, things were looking a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? And here we are now in the luxurious studio E. I'm D Jones. You know I got my main man, the ghost, with me. And as always, the mad scientist himself, Ants One, behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, still. Ghost, break down episode one for the people. Man, episode one, we had to keep it OG with the true OG, Jeff Lenosi. What an honor and a pleasure to have him in Studio E. I mean, maybe the best Nolly heel in the history of skateboarding clean as they come yo it's lenosi baby and then we taking y'all to the post office and of course we wrapping it up with the rundown talking sports man (laughs) you know exactly what it is follow us on instagram at the bunt live subscribe on youtube at the bunt live and then head over to the buntlive.com if you've missed any of our episodes that's where you're gonna find them baby we got a huge season coming up Ghosts, you know we're going to be rocking some contests for the people. You know we're going to be dropping some new, new shit that the people are definitely not expecting. You know we're probably going to do some sort of bracket contest. You got something up your sleeve for that? I mean, I've been working on my fakey trays, so maybe we'll uh, we'll get some inspo from some of the best ever done. Who knows? Ain't nothing but a little teaser like that. And then we're going to have to do some product because uh, thebuntlive.com is drying up over there in the shop and uh we gotta fill it back up <laughs> real shit it's been a long time i'm sure you've watched a lot of skating over the break can you give me one shout out of the week well the first one that pops to mind is our boy hator da silva young legend mm-hmm. turned pro not too long ago so want to shout him out for sure go check his part switch hard flips crispy as fuck of course uh, another one. Uh, oh, I enjoyed Danny Garcia's out there on Thrasher, a little catching up thing, and yo, it was so sick. He ended it with like shooting hoops in the dark. He's a real bun man, you know. Skating in sports, it don't get much better. Big shout out to the uh, Fallen Euro Tour, Fallen Footwear. Just kidding. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> no, no. We ain't been gone that long. <laughs> no. uh, um, skateboard cafe or calf however the hell kgz says it they put out a video so that was sick kgz had that backtail heard around the world at that mm-hmm. og spot um 
where he like hits it in the curve or whatever. Yeah, that skate park, Lloyd's, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, shit, that's probably enough shoutouts for now. In it. That's a nice handful right there. I'm gonna have to do a shout out of the week too. I can't wait for the sports section, man. Shout out to the goat, the one and only oh TB12. God. Did it again, beating up on the what should we call Mahomes? The Billy Goat. The mini goat, call him whatever you want. That guy's destined for greatness too, but we still in Tom Brady's era, man. Looking good. TDs for Gronk. A nice little TD for Antonio Brown. Playoff Lenny got some too. It's been a hell of an offseason. And you know what's sick? Uh, we're about to have a Tampa man on, so uh, shout out to Linosi. Perfect timing, man. Lots of championships going on down there in Tampa Bay. How about Tom Brady, though? Was that the first time he ever got wasted at a parade? I never seen him like that in New England. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's down south. He knows he's nearing retirement. Why not let loose? But that Florida sun hitting different, though. <laughs> so like we said, we got Jeff Lenosi in the building for episode one. An absolute pleasure. One of the cleanest styles. Always look forward to his parts in the Baker videos. And now he's on the bunt, man. Let's get some za poppin', because it ain't an interview without some pizza. Maker Pizza. Order yours on the Maker app, available on iOS or on Android. Or just go into the store, downtown Queen and Spadina, uptown Avenue in Lawrence. They got everything, man. They got Dr. Pepperoni. They got the Napoli Dynamite. They got wings they got chocolate chip cookies they got it all i'm over 200 pounds right now i gotta get some goddamn exercises maker pizza's killing me but maddie tell them what we're working with this is literally the best pizza in the world all right let's get this interview popping man all right let's get it popping we got jeff lenosi in the building what's cracking dog chilling chilling how you guys doing we're chilling too, man. Happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course, dog. Straight legend. <laughs> Good looks. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. That's pretty easy for sports. Definitely Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl win in 03. Crazy. It'll be that or, or, or it'd be the Lightning uh, Stanley Cup and I, th- I think 04. But for my favorite, I'll go with the Buccaneers Super Bowl win. Dude, the Lightning just got another one, man. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Fuck yeah. We were, I was watching that, of course. Yeah. My, my family's like big in hockey, ho- big hockey fans. Uh, my dad loves it. But uh, Buccaneers, yeah, when they won, it was crazy because I was in Florida at the time, obviously. Um, everyone was like, after the game was over, you go out and like everyone's driving around honking. You go to like the store and everyone's just <laughs> high fiving and shit. You know what I mean? Oh <laughs> you yeah. You go to get some beer and everyone's like yelling. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that's about it. I'm not like the biggest sports fan, but I, I like watching the Tampa Bay teams just because like all my family's mm-hmm. into that. And then uh, obviously I kind of bandwagon out here when LA's doing good. But uh, but yeah, that was probably it for skating. That's pretty tough. But I would probably go with my first trip to San Francisco, um, which was also on, like, probably not my first trip to California, but maybe first or second. I definitely, like, just got hooked up with Birdhouse and um, came to California, probably one of my first trips. And we we took a trip. We drove up to San Francisco um, and with Andrew, Sumner, Strickland, I think Bulala. I think that was the same trip. But the main part was 
when we went to Embarcadero. That's the main memory I have. It's the first time going to Embarcadero because I grew up just watching Questionable, Mike Carroll, all that for like years. Just watched that video for years. Um, and, and when we, we got there, it was at night. And I remember we were skating around in Barcadero, and it was. It's, I, when I think about it now, it's like a dream because, <laughs> you know, I was like in the video and just skating, and, th- and there was no one there. It was just like me, I think at the time, and Andrew and Sumner were just cruising around. We were ollie in the seven, skating all the blocks, and uh, and when I think back, it was just crazy. I was just couldn't believe like that I was there, you know. And then also right across the street, like I didn't even know that um, Pier Seven directly across the street. Like, you just cross the street, and it was right there. And then that was the time when uh, they still had, like, the metal edges on the ledges and stuff. So Pier 7 was, Damn. like, perfect. They had these, like, the ledges had, like, metal on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had never even seen that before. It was, like, a skate park, but a street spot. Um, so that, like, little moment when we first skated uh, Embarcadero, Pier 7, uh, like, on one of my first trips to California, that moment is definitely, like, a huge memory of mine. Like I said, when I think about it now, it, it feels like I can picture it because it was at, at night. It was literally like a dream. It's crazy. <laughs> I was so hyped. Damn. That's so sick. That's amazing. That's probably one of it. Yeah, the next one would be New York. First time going to New York. But uh, skating yeah. Brooklyn Banks and stuff. But I'll, I'll, I'll go with the San Francisco one for sure. It's my probably favorite memory. I swear I had that feeling when I first pulled up to Machba for the first time. After seeing it oh, really? in videos for yeah. years. And then you turn for the corner sure. out of that alley and you just see it and you're like, my God, you know, like it's a real place, man. Yeah, right? It's crazy. When you watch them in videos for so long and then you're there, it's just <laughs> so surreal. Yeah, that's dope. Mach was sick, too. That's what I was tight. Was, uh, was that the same trip you pulled up on a Nolly Backtail down Hubbahido? Th- that was. That was oh, the shit. trip. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nolly Backtail. No fucks given, eh? My memory's a little off, but I'm pretty sure that was the same one. And Bulala got, like, the Switch Crook and the Tims. Andrew <laughs> did, like, a... <laughs> Uh, Andrew did back 5 180. He might have got something else. But yeah, I got the Nolly back tail. I was super hyped for sure. It was a sequence. Damn, so you're the one who shut it down back then, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. At the time, that was my trick, yeah. It's weird to think back and think that I could go there and have a trick for it, you know? After, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, how the f- that someone hadn't done? That seems crazy, but. Hey, man, I'm sure if it was still around. At a certain point in time, you you would have broken out the nollie heel front nose, man. Ooh. You know what? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There was a time where I could do that one like pretty good, or I could get into it on like high ledges. Maybe I wouldn't land them, but I would try them. I remember like do not. I could never do it, but I would get into them on the courthouse ledge, like nollie heel nose slide. I don't think I ever made it, but I would get up there into them. So damn, that might have worked at one fuck. point. Yeah. yeah, if you could lock it on that, you could definitely lock it on hubba. Yeah, that thing's low key huge. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a little tall. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not that big. Some people think it's bigger, but it's it's still it's got some height to it for sure. I went once and it it was massive to me. <laughs> like I was like, nah, yeah. Nah. I feel like if you skate there a lot, it got smaller. I think that was the time when I would actually I was skating the courthouse a lot, right? Consistently. Take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Clearwater, Florida. It's it's just right outside of Tampa, like a half hour. Grew up or started skating because my cousins skated. I had a three older cousins, older brother. They all kind of skated. My the oldest cousin was the main one who was super into it. They had jump ramps and shit, like full like eighties. You know what I mean? The, just uh, the jump ramp trend or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I was super young and I would just watch them uh, just fly off the jump ramp doing grabs and stuff before I was old enough to skate. 
And then um, probably around like eight years old, I got my first skateboard, Tony Hawk, uh, for <laughs> Christmas. And then that was it. And then my cousins continued to skate for a while. They had mini ramps. Um, they ended up building me a mini ramp. Um, so I started, yeah, I start, yeah, when I was like eight to ten years old, yeah, I was like super into it. There was like a small time after that where I kind of got out of it from like probably 11, 12, 13. I was kind of doing everything, riding bikes. And then around like 13 or so, I started like really skating again, super into it, watching videos. Like I said before, I think I got questionable and uh, watched that all the time. And that was it, basically. Yeah, I was stuck. Loved it. Rob, you're telling me you had a mini ramp and I can only think of one transition clip in your parts? Yeah, I know, right? That backside flip in Baker 3 from like the bank to bank thing? I don't even know what... Oh, yeah, all right, right? Yeah, the little... Yeah, that's in Tampa. There. That's the only transition <laughs> um, knowledge that mini ramp got you? Come on, Doug. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could do some errors and stuff. I, I, I was pretty good when I was young. I also, like, the first skate park I used to ever go to was Mike McGill Skate Park. It was over in Florida in Oldsmar, and uh, they literally only had ramps. They only had mini ramps. They had, and then, like, a very small vert ramp. Um, oh, so sick. when I grew up skating, yeah, it was full, like just skating mini ramp like i could do blunts i think i could do blunt to fakie before i could actually like kickflip good it was i was straight like Whoa, a baby yeah that's crazy but now yeah and then over time i just went straight to street and then you know eventually just didn't skate much transition at all i, I mean when i when when i see a mini ramp i'd be hyped to skate it but i i didn't really care to like progress skating ramps you know once i got into street i would like yeah. go to the skate park well, and occasionally learn some stuff, whatever, backtails or something, but like, it basically just gave up on the transition. I uh, can't blame you. <clears throat> if I discovered yeah. I had the kickflip you have, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd be done with the blood fakies. <laughs> Thank you. So, what was your first big break in the skate industry? Uh, the very first break was I got uh, some boards from Roddy Mullen. He was doing a demo with like World or something at the skate park of Tampa. And, uh, he, you know, saw me skating. He's like, yo, I want to, let's get you some boards. And, uh, yeah, I got some World Industries boards. That was, like, the first thing that ever happened as far as, like, sponsors and stuff. Um, at the time, I, I was young and didn't really have a filmer. Uh, this was, like, I think before Josh Stewart was filming and stuff over there. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't, I would, like, try to film with some homies and stuff, but it never worked out. So I, he had asked for footage, so I never sent him footage. So I basically just stopped asking for boards. Um, and that was <laughs> that was that. But then, but honestly, the that was like the first break. But the actual biggest break was um, Tampa Am, which was like '97 or something. I think '97. Yeah, I got on Birdhouse. Andrew asked me to ride for Birdhouse. It was like Damn. Tampa Am practice, and he's like, "Hey, yo, like, you should ride for Birdhouse." I hadn't seen him in a while. He's like, uh, "The team manager's here. He wants to talk to you." Like. And I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. And uh, <laughs> that was it. And from there, I went on to, like, just start traveling. Like, like within a month, it was just on. Just, like, going to California, just traveling basically everywhere for a whole year, two years, as soon as I got on. Like, wow. nonstop. It was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Did it, was it your yeah. transition skills at Tampa Am that <laughs> sealed the deal? Or what? <laughs> it was a combination of everything, just being a local at the... Uh, the skate park, you know, and then them having the big Tampa Am come to town, I kind of like lucked out as being the local. And uh, I actually was getting offers from like, actually even Roddy Mullen like was like, yo, what's up? Haven't talked to you in a while. I had like offers from 
literally all kinds of companies. Look at like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking biggest free agent in the in the business. <laughs> yeah, and at the time I was like, I even thought Birdhouse was like too big. I was a little nervous, but thank God I like went with Birdhouse. But they also were like, no, like you're riding for us. Like don't even think about rhythm <laughs> or, or whoever else it was at the time. So you went to Tampa Am with no sponsors. Oh, you know what? Actually, so at the time I rode for uh, Torque Skateboards. Which was, um, it was a small company, but this is Grant Taylor's dad's company. Oh, what? And, uh, yeah, and uh, it was called Torque. They used to have some ads, like, here and there in, like, Slap, I think. Um, Grant wrote for me. He was, like, a tiny kid. And uh, I got that hookup, hookup through uh, John Montesi, who's, like, the local Florida legend who wrote for New Deal. He, he wrote for him at the time, and he got me boards through them, or from them. What? So, was so, yeah, Grant, like, three that. years old or something? <laughs> <laughs> he was tiny, yeah. He, <laughs> He, uh, if you see any footage of him when he was super young, it's actually super sick. He's so good back then, too. Uh, he had some footage when he was very small, like backlipping big rails, doing huge kickflips even back then. But well, I think he, he probably was like eight years old and he ripped or something. The earliest footage I remember is the Nike video, Nothing But The Truth. Oh, yeah. And he's like already yep. fucking yeah. so sick. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's had the ste since day one. Um, so yeah, so I actually had to call up Thomas and be like, hey, yo, I'm gonna ride for Birdhouse, uh, which was like awkward, obviously a kid calling some guy you don't even really know. Um, but he was like, uh, it's, uh, it's expected, whatever, all good, you know. I'm just picturing him doing like blunt fakies in his run instead of like the P-Rod classic rock fakie, <laughs> <laughs> Axel Stahl. <Me>? Yeah. <laughs> No, by that point, I was already giving up on all that. Yeah. That was, like, when I was really young. Like, literally, like, a little ass kid, like, 12 years old with full pads. Just doing, like, melon to fakie and shit. (laughs) Um, No, by Tampa Am, it was already, like, nollies and shit. I was already skating street. Yeah. Perfecting your real bag. (laughs) So, yeah, you mentioned them a bit, but you and the boss both came up in Florida. Uh, How did you guys Mm -hmm. originally link up? Well, we just, like, knew each other as just kind of, like, skate park homies you know how you just know everyone who goes to the park he he lived like a half hour from tampa one way and i lived like a half hour the other way so we lived like an hour apart and uh i used to just see him around just at the skate park i would also see him like occasionally skating like downtown or whatever so we we knew each other but we didn't like skate back then like he didn't we didn't call each other and like link up mm. back then uh it wasn't until tampa am like when he asked to drive a birdhouse where I, I hadn't seen him in a while and he's like yo what's up like I haven't seen you in a minute. Like, you're killing it. Uh, you should ride for Birdhouse. <laughs> and then that was it, basically. And then, uh, like, I feel like a couple weeks later, I was flying out to stay with them. And then we became tight. But uh, back in Florida, we just kind of knew each other as just local skaters, you know. We weren't, like, super tight growing up, but we definitely knew each other, you know, somewhat. Mm-hmm. So you got a young Reynolds story for the people? Maybe something we've never heard before? Not so much. I mean, but like growing up, young, young mushroom cut. Oh yeah, I mean back then, yeah, like he was like the obviously the legend. Like he was already getting hooked up, and you just like everywhere you go, you heard stories and you didn't believe it. Like he fakey flipped this, and and like at that age, you're like, no, like there's no way, like not fakey, or or he frontside flipped this set, stuff like that. But I can't really think of anything 
too much but yeah it was just he was it was just like you hear all the stories and you don't believe him even when i would like had first heard about him i i used to go to the skate park actually looking for him like i would be there like where is this fool you know what i mean because he was already like hooked up you know and i'd be like waiting like where is this fool and you'd i'd see someone and be like is that him you know like a kid who's maybe good like is that reynolds <laughs> and eventually i met him yeah and he was he's always been cool he's always been skate rat he's he's always been really cool that's so sick. We had the same thing here, I feel like, with Appleyard, though, mm-hmm. where there's so many tricks that, like, there's, like, legendary double sets downtown and shit, like, you know, the Heathker charts, yeah. which back 181. Oh, yeah, for sure. That double set, remember? Yep. Yeah. When we were kids, I must have heard, like, 30 tricks Appleyard did on it, and there's never been footage <laughs> of, like, there's there's footage of, like, a couple, like, maybe nollie flip or tray flip, I can't remember, but... Back back in the day, it always be like, yeah, he did varial heel, back heel, like just started listing a hundred <laughs> tricks. I just don't think we ever saw him around though, till he like moved back for that. Yeah, summer. yeah, but it's just that same like effect legend, of like yeah. the legend, and then people start making up shit that they did all <laughs> over the city. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gets exaggerated. You're like, wait, like I thought he did this, and you're like, and, and then you talk to him later, he's like, no, I didn't do. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, that's funny though, because Appleyard, because he ended up getting on Birdhouse. Obviously, obviously you guys know that and then um he actually came to the next tampa am uh and stayed at my house like with my parents because oh, we both r- rode for birdhouse i think he only stayed like a night or two and then we stayed down in tampa but yeah he came to tampa like the next year and stayed with me and we both skated at tampa am but he was in- yeah obviously always insane yeah. next level even back then right when he first came out he was doing crazy shit oh show so what were the first birdhouse road trips like? New guy in the scene. They were pretty crazy. We uh, there was one where I don't even. It's hard to remember which ones were first. But uh, so at first I started just traveling around California. Like I said, we went to San Francisco. We do San Francisco. We do little trips uh, in California, and I'd get to hang out with Willie and Heath and some of the guys a little bit. But um, the one I remember was we went on this odd Midwest tour, and we rented like two lincoln town cars and um we went to the weirdest smallest towns like oh these smallest towns in ohio and i don't even remember where we were but i think it was like the midwest but the like jankiest skate parks that were so old always like weird wooden ramps back then or like a um roller skate rink um <laughs> but yeah so heath kirchart was there and we we were like he was immediately just destroying the lincoln <laughs> Town oh. cars. Oh, is that when you were skating yeah, the cars? Yeah. The, well, no. Oh, we might have skated a little bit. There's footage in like Baker bootleg of him like smashing through barriers and stuff. That was all on the tour. Um, I remember like one time he like drove it. We were like all in the car. He drove down this huge um, bank, like embankment at this mall, like parking lot to parking lot, <laughs> oh like God. super like huge zero gap where like. It almost like got stuck at the top, and then we like drove down and like smashed the bottom, just like the fucking van in the the end or whatever. It, yeah, so all that was super insane. And then uh, also, Jay Strickland was the team manager, oh, and he just did whatever he wanted. So we he would just be like smoking blunts nonstop. Like the cars were destroyed. There was blunt wrapper everywhere, like cigar stuff everywhere. Yeah, that shit was funny. He was smoking opium and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Giovanni Retta would always like make fun of us about some story. Because he was on the tour, actually. He was on part of it. We ended up going to New York 
it's hard to remember all this, but yeah, Giovanni was there. And he just couldn't believe, like, Jay smoking all this weed. And he always made fun of me because I guess he was, like, smoking opium or something, which I didn't even know. And I guess I was just like, yeah, I'll hit it. And he was like, you fucking idiot. Back then, he would, like, make fun of me. Like, you were just like, oh, sure, whatever. (laughs) I'll hit it. I don't even know. It wasn't that big of a deal. How old were you on those trips? I was, like, 16. I think 16, 17. Right when I got hooked up, I was, like, 16. And, like I said, started traveling right away. So 16, 17 was, like, filming. Like, we started filming, like, for the end just after that. Um, right then, yeah. So pretty young. Damn. You're a young buck just yep. jumping in the whip with crazy man. Yeah, Heath. jumping right <laughs> right in the whip. Yeah, it was, that shit was scary at times. <laughs> like, thinking back where he, like, blasts through this wood barrier. And I'm, I remember I was... In shotgun at that time, but it's like a wood barrier. Could have like smashed the wind through the windshield. Damn. You know, yeah, you never yeah. know. Like, I remember being like, "Oh fuck, this shit's, <laughs> this shit's crazy." But yeah, it was. It's good times looking back. And then uh, Appleyard came on that one too, where we were in the Midwest and shit. That's when I was like, "Dude, this guy's so good." I remember like, I'd like kind of do some like nolly heel nose or something. And he like already had it to crooks (laughs) to like nolly flip to crooks, like everything. He could do everything. It was insane. And bro, you had some legendary teammates that I I always just think about you and Baker, but it's like so many other people rubbing shoulders with over the years. Dude, the name Willie Santos. Yeah. Jeez. What was up with him, man? What was Willie like on the road? Uh, he was chill. He was like really, Willie's just really nice, really nice guy. That's all I really remember him just being like, super cool and nice and kind of like supportive i remember we did go to we went we went to mexico city once that was crazy too for birdhouse um that was like one of the first ones where they were the whole team was there even jeremy klein and um we did a demo in this huge arena and it was like insane like all these mexican kids were just going crazy and screaming um and that was like probably one of the first ones as well and uh it was a funny story because i used to do kickflip melons (laughs) and um yeah. Jeremy Klein used to do kickflip melons, like, you know, back in the day. And I, and I did some other trick, but after the demo, you said something like, oh, I was doing all these tricks or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <"Bummed." laughs> but I remember Willie, <laughs> Willie was like super cool. And, uh, and he killed it, dude, back then. He would, especially at a demo, Willie would put on right away. He, would, he did everything. Nolly, nose ground. He was super consistent, Willie. He was sick. He's still nice. I, see, I, I don't talk to him. But uh, he'll, like, write on Instagram, like, hey, Jeff, or whatever. He's super nice. Always a good guy. Oh, that's dope. He's sitting back with his fucking Tony Hawk pro skater fucking oh. royalties life, eh? Willie, was he on that? Willie? Wasn't he? I don't even remember. He must I don't have know been. If I remember was. Andrew. I know No, that. I don't think Willie was in there. I don't no. think Willie got Not on. Not in the original down. ones, no. He might have maybe got later on, on before. Yeah, maybe he had something, but he wasn't like one of the main ones. Yeah, the like original eight guys are probably still cashing checks off that, eh? Yeah, well, they just brought it back or something. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I think Andrew was getting like 100 grand checks at a time or something. From that. God, that was crazy damn. money, yeah. man. Yeah, great. You better be careful at those demos, though, going after the, the veterans' tricks, man. You leave Jeremy <laughs> know, Klein right? standing up there empty handed. Yeah. What's he going to do? <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I didn't know any better. I'm lucky. <laughs> Luckily, Andrew and Strickland have my back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So from Birdhouse, how did the transition to Baker come about for you? Basically, I just was along for the ride. Andrew and Jay, they were starting Baker, and they were the ones that got me on Birdhouse. 
So they were like, we're doing Baker, you're coming. And that was basically it. You know, I just was <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> like I knew the guys who own Birdhouse, obviously Tony Hawk, like I knew them, but we weren't like cool, you know, like I didn't talk to them. I talked to Andrew. So it was just like a no brainer that obviously I'm, I wasn't going to stay. I want to stay with Birdhouse or whatever. I was a part of Baker, what we were doing, you know, I was a part of the mm-hmm. whole transition of us wanting to do it, you know, so we were like doing our own thing at the time. We already had our own crew. We were skating with other people. We like we would go on tour with Birdhouse, but we were already like Baker. It was like Baker piss drunks, you know, that was that was mm-hmm. our shit. So you were the first guy on Baker then? Technically, I guess the first person to turn pro for Baker. Woo! Yeah. Oh, shit. Big things, man. <laughs> shit, cuz. The other guys were pro. Yeah, I think everyone else was pro. And then I turned pro for Baker. So, yeah, first person to turn pro for Baker. That's crazy. Did he try and get anyone else from Birdhouse to go with you guys? Mm, no. The only other person would have been Sumner. And uh, I'm not sure if – I don't think he was really feeling it. And also he was happy with Birdhouse. I don't know actually if they didn't want him or what the deal was, but he, he stayed with Birdhouse. But he used mm-hmm. to skate with us at that time all the time. He is in you know some of the first Baker videos. He had parts – crazy little piece of history there mm-hmm. thanks to skatistan afghanistan has the highest concentration of female skateboarders anywhere in the world if you want to support skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website skatistan.org or skatepal.co.uk or purchase a Skatistan SkatePal product from chpobrand.com. 100% of the proceeds will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people, y'all. So, Baker's seen some characters over the years. One we'll never forget from uh, back in the day is Knox Godoy. <laughs> What's Knox's story? What's the. <laughs> I don't even know where. I really don't even know where. He- where he came from, actually. I think his dad, I don't know if his dad was a pro skater or his dad was on the scene, something where I think Jay maybe knew his dad and uh, he started coming around really young, but I honestly don't know where he came from. He was just there all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, he was just out there with us and it was definitely a little hijinks for sure, as you could remember from the videos, just always yelling and shit. Um, I honestly just kind of feel like I just kind of ignored him, really. <laughs> I don't really remember. I remember like, I don't know. I remember like kind of getting involved with the hijinks a little bit. Like we were on a summer tour and uh, like having fun with those, like the kids, we would call them like Evan. And I was like running around and filming them, like do stupid shit. But uh, that's really it. I didn't really have much of a relationship with, with Knox at all. He was just there. And I was just like, who is, why is this kid here? And that was basically, that was oh, basically shit. it. <laughs> Damn. No, but Knox is cool. I've seen him like as he's gotten older and he's super chill. Um, but yeah, there wasn't, I didn't have, I don't have much to say about Knox. Yeah. <laughs> what was he like as a skater, man? Was he good? He was getting good. He was getting better. Yeah. Um, he was good at some things. At that time, he was so young that he was just like kid level. You couldn't even really judge him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for a kid, he was mm-hmm. good. And he seemed like he definitely had potential. And then uh, I don't really know what happened. I think once he kind of started getting good, 
he kind of got a little bit of a big head. It kind of happened, I think, with all those t- uh, Baker Ams at the time yeah. because they became like hot shit. They were like everywhere and they were getting coverage. And uh, at the time, Ams just started getting money and they all wanted to get paid. They, they all got like a little greedy and shit. And uh, I think he started getting bored. He thought he didn't like Baker and started getting bored from Alien or something. And then it was just a wrap. That was just what? it basically for him. Damn. Something. Yeah. yeah. The worst decision maker. Stay humble, kids. That's the lesson there. Yeah. yeah. You just burn your own bridges. Yeah. You mentioned Evan Hernandez. That's someone that I don't know if we'll ever be able to get on the pod, but uh, <laughs> in case we never can, what what was Evan like? Because he was definitely a prodigy. Like, he had the skill for sure. Yeah. He was so sick when he was super young. He was killing it. And then uh, I don't really know. It's kind of like I said, it seemed like just the fame kind of got to his head as well, somewhat. Like I said before, for some reason, I remember like always hearing that they like wanted money. They were like trying to get deals and stuff because they were getting a lot of coverage and Am started getting paid. So it, it became this weird thing where they were trying to get shoe deals and all this stuff. But then with him, it seemed like he just kind of got a little older and started like just kind of getting into that life of like drinking a little, you know, listening to more hip hop and just kind of like his priorities changed a little bit. You know what I mean? He kind of just mm-hmm, grew mm-hmm. up a little, and then I feel like skating kind of just got pushed back a little, and then next thing you know, it was just like he kind of just blew it. <laughs> <laughs> he just moved on a bit, yeah. Yeah. He just looked rusty. Like, and, and in Bloom, yeah. he was so fucking butter. Yeah, like, yo. you could yeah. tell he's skating all the time. His style was so good. And then in his digital part, you could just... It just looked like he's not skating a lot. He just yeah. looked like yeah. more uncomfortable. But could still were, make a part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still had the skill to do the part. He just didn't skate as, as much. Yeah, exactly. Like He still had the skill, but he wasn't out. There was like a, a transition where he was killing it. And all of a sudden, we went like, I remember we went on this tour. We were in like Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to do, we're doing demos and shit. And like, he was just not skating. Like, he wouldn't skate the demo. He wouldn't really do much at all and then actually yeah and then i think was he on then we did like another big tour we had the baker bus i think he was on then in the beginning and then it just like same thing he was just not skating demos not skating and then i think that was it i think andrew kicked him off that was he was just super like got super cool guy and uh yeah he just was not the same you know kid and uh for whatever reason he just wasn't what he was before you know as what what he was on baker he had changed somewhat and i think that was basically it i think andrew kicked him off at that time and that was it well at least now he's making mills ymcmb (laughs) what oh now he's like doing some crazy shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you told me you have a good story about our good friend js lapierre from the low life (laughs) tour man we we would love to hear it okay it's it's nothing bad. It's just it's a funny story though, because it just ends with him. But um, basically, I'll start it just like off at the tour. So we um, are just this demo at this tour. We we went. We were in like North Georgia. The Low Life tour was just crazy. Like that was when we had all the Deathwish guys, all the Baker, Antoine, Lizard. Like we were literally oh. like the the whole tour was insane. We were literally like hanging out at tattoo shops every day. <laughs> Um, everyone was drinking, partying nonstop. How many people were on this trip? Probably like 20 or something. <laughs> we had like probably, probably close to that, like around 18. I don't really know, but I think there was, 
at the time, I think we had like a big crew like sponsored it and super or something and got like a big uh, van and we had another big van. So a lot of riders, photographer, all that. There's a lot of people. Yeah, I'd say like 18, 20 or something. Okay, so this one demo, this is like North, we're at North Georgia Skate Park. It's like way out in the middle of nowhere. The skate park was insane. It's just this old, weird skate park, just wooden ramps, just super budget. But, um, and there's also like this, uh, this lady owns it, this older lady, and she has like, all right, the JS Lipbeard thing will be at the end. It doesn't, it's not involved in all this, but I'm just going to talk about the whole, the whole demo yeah, situation. Set the scene. Uh, she has like an apartment type, type place, like attached to the skate park in the back. Super old, like weird furniture. It was super creepy. But this lady has like handles of vodka or just uh, liquor, just handles of booze. And everyone's just drinking. It was super, just the craziest, weirdest demo. And it's like this old lady who's just super nice. And she had like a daughter there running around. And then, and then she had like a, I think a friend or a sister who like ended up like some people were like, I think Lizard got there like in the room. All around, it was super crazy. But okay, so with the JS thing. So after the demo, there's this kid out front who... He's got a tattoo gun. He wants some people to give some tattoos, you know? He's like, Andrew, like, sign my arm. So Andrew, oh like, God. signs his arm, you know, oh little Reynolds. My. And I, I got my name, just like Lenosi, real small, Greco. And then J.S. Lapierre, he's the flow guy, you know? <laughs> he just, <laughs> he's not even, like, not that, like, he's not better, like, we're better or anything, but he's just, you know, not like the Greco or the Reynolds. Like, no one really knew who he was. He gets in there, and, you know, we do these small tattoos. He tattoos his name on this guy's arm. Whole name. No. J.S. Huge. Huge. It's so big. His whole arm. I swear to God. Oh, to God. oh my Insane. fucking God. That's basically it. But we, we all loved it. Because, you know, I like, you know, we're trying to keep it, like, nice. You know, little, like, you know, tattoo. Yeah. I mean, most people haven't used a tattoo gun. It's kind of tough. So he's just over there like a little kid. Last <laughs> <laughs> <Love here. laughs> All big. Oh, oh, it was so good. Jesus. Oh, oh my God. But, yeah, so we all laughed about that. We still do sometimes. But it, that shit was funny as hell, dude. Dude. Oh, my God. What's crazier? I thought you were going to say he ended up sleeping with the older lady yeah, in the back Or the room. daughter <laughs> got caught or something like that. I think that, I know, I, that's when I started talking about the booze and stuff. I was like, oh, it's going to seem like I'm going there. It's not yeah. as good of a story. But I just had to talk about that whole demo. It was insane. Uh, that's it was literally crazy. Yeah. That yeah. poor so, kid. Yeah, no, I think only, like, I know. What you guys did to that what poor kid? What do you mean kid? poor kid? He pulled up with a tattoo gun. That's but, yeah, I know, but like, he's a kid. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. fucking tattoo gun. <laughs> JS was killing it though. He killed like every demo, every trick. But uh, I think that was the problem. He was doing everyone's tricks like before anyone could do them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, it's crazy when you said that about the kickflip melon. It actually made me think about him because I've seen him do that. Wait, what's actually. that? Oh, you've when seen you him said do the that? thing about yeah. the kickflip melon with yeah, but uh, so moving on. Thanks for that legendary story, man. I'd love to see. <laughs> hopefully, that kid hears this podcast and like sends us a picture or something. I'd love to see the cover. <laughs> oh up. my god! Right. Hopefully, he covered. I know. It yeah, up. I mean, he had to get a get a cover up for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, he had to have. There's no way. Like, I, I don't. He was like. It's like, you know, he's a fan, but he doesn't even really know what he's doing. So he just thought it was cool yeah. to, like, get a tattoo or whatever or, like, to do it. Like, it was more just, like, a show factor thing. Like, 
Like, I got a tattoo gun. Whatever. But, yeah, picture him showing up to school on Monday. Like, guys, check out this, like, Fuck r- school. Reynolds. Imagine going home. Imagine you had a yeah. kid and he came home. And oh, my God. Yeah. Names on his Obviously, arm. you're going to get roasted yeah. for that. But it's, it's like, funnier picturing him trying to tell his skate friends, like, look, I got Reynolds and shit. And they're like, who the fuck is J.S. That's so, and he's so like, good. oh, don't yeah. don't mind that one. Don't mind that one. <laughs> don't mind the huge There's, one. Yeah, <laughs> it takes up my whole arm. I feel like he didn't even oh, know God. who anyone was, obviously. But yeah, like uh, his friends were like, sick, Greco, Reynolds. Yeah, and then it's like, wait, who? <laughs> All good, JS. It was good times. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you skated for Lakai for most of your career. I remember always wishing you had a pro shoe, but unfortunately they didn't bless it. Was that ever in talks? No, I think like when I first got on, we had talked about maybe we I would get one, um, but it just got to a point where they got they had so many people. I mean, I feel like maybe in the early days it might have been possible, but then they just kept adding more and more people, and literally like the whole entire team mm. was so good that there was like numerous people that uh, didn't get a shoe, you know, from Papalardo. I think Danny Garcia. I think that's why he left too because he never got a shoe. It just got. A little tough. It, it was somewhat talked about, but I feel like I kind of missed my opportunity. And then also from just not skating so much. And then also um, them just adding more and more people and it just kind of just getting farther in, from a reality. Yeah, I remember that always bothered. That was one thing. Like, obviously, I love, you know, skate, skater, own shoe brands and shit. But I just remember I'd be like, all right, the Mark Johnson, like 27 is coming out next. But it's yeah. like, can can <laughs> Jeff Lanosi or like some of these other uh, some of my other favorite skaters get a, a little taste of a pro shoe once in a while? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they just yeah they had those superstars and they just kind of went with them. I don't know. It's just how it is. Like people like look at what's gonna sell the best. I think we mm-hmm. they did some like little like colorways maybe that didn't sell so well or didn't book so well, and that's just kind of where it goes from there. Something like that. God yeah. damn it. So you skated to a lot of Nicotina over the years. What's the connection there? Were all those tracks your own picks? Uh, somewhat, but no, it was more a, a combined thing with Andrew and me. Um, there's not really much of a connection except for I I liked the music and I wanted to skate to something that wasn't so mainstream hip hop. And uh, I was a big fan. And at that time, I got real. I did get really into Nicotina. Um, obviously, it came from Mike Carroll. He skated to him first i think it was dre dog at the time but um yeah and then ellington reynolds all of us we we loved it and got super into it and i i was super hyped on it um and then the second song i didn't really want to skate to andre nicotina twice but it just kind of worked out it like it just seemed like the best pick for baker three that like i did have other songs picked we kind of edited to some other things and it kind of like changed the part at one point it was like a little longer because i had because uh the nicotina song was pretty short but we went with it and uh yeah everyone loves it they always talk about that constantly but there's really not much of a connection i just was hyped on it it where it went well the first time and everyone was hyped and then the second time came around and it was just hard to find hip-hop that wasn't super mainstream that wasn't gonna just like you know, hip hop songs kind of just fade away faster than other things sometimes and um wanted it to be kind of more legendary and it, it just seemed to work. In Baker Three, 
whose idea was it to slow it down? I remember being super bummed actually in high school when Baker <laughs> 3 came out and I was trying to find that like chopped and screwed sounding one and then found out that you guys had just actually slowed it down yourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That song is actually also like a second song to a song. So people already had trouble finding that song. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the end of another song. What is it? Last rap, I forget. But um, but uh, no, that was all Andrew, actually. And that's because um, in Florida, that was like a big thing, slowing down the rap. Obviously, it is in Houston and Texas. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, people used to do that a lot in Florida, like drive around with the rap slowed down and shit. So uh, that was actually all him. I can't take credit for that. Yeah. But uh, he, you know, he showed me and I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty sick, actually. I liked it, so we went with it. That was yeah. That was a epic, epic little edit trick you guys pulled out there, and all your tricks were slow mode with the slow mode track, flawless. Yeah, it went. It worked out. Yeah, I think I've seen people do that after that, but yeah, we we did it first. So Hell yeah, it worked. Spark that shit. <laughs> Yeah. So your trick selection has always been clean as hell, one of the best. How did you avoid succumbing to illegal tricks over the years, man? Um, I've just always been really picky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up watching Guy, Gino, Keenan. Those were like who I looked up to a lot. So like they didn't really do any uh, illegal tricks. You know <laughs> what I mean? Maybe like uh, Gino did a fakey varial flip once which was tight but i think fakie or nolly gets the pass on the varial flip but uh yeah i don't know i just <laughs> i liked uh just kind of more basic tricks or uh, i don't know i guess i'll just kind of copy what those guys did but I, I mean for me i feel like i have a like an eye for what looks good i feel like mm-hmm. most people should but i guess some people don't but some things <laughs> i feel like you could <laughs> you could tell that they don't look good and that's basically it yeah well yeah what's so can you explain what happened to Guy when he came back and the illegal tricks were coming out his ass left, right, and center? Oh, I don't know. He he was bored. I think he's <laughs> already done so much. He just wanted to do new tricks and different tricks to where he was just doing anything just to do something uh, people haven't done before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think he was over that. He wasn't worried about... Uh, what people thought or like keeping it G or whatever. He was just, <laughs> he was just, he was going next oh, level trying shit. to just innovate. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. To each their own. He's a, obviously a legend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he did some sick stuff though. I know what you mean. Some stuff was a little crazy, but some of the stuff he was doing was definitely pretty sick. It was out there, but I remember like on some Lakai trips when he first came around and was doing some of those weird lip slides to, flip over to the other lip slide like no one really was doing that stuff and at the time it was kind of mind-blowing it was like damn what the fuck this is crazy he's on some other shit you're like i ain't doing that but i guess i'll watch yeah, it I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting, exactly yeah sitting back <laughs> keeping it clean nolly healing yeah <laughs> so your kick flips front side flips are second to none as well as your switch heels and nolly heels but yo, where's the love for the switch flips and nollie flips, man? The people need to know. Dude, honestly, I've never been that good at them, really. Um, there was times where I w- I mean, I can do them and like I can do a sw- switch flip on flat and it might have some flick sometimes, but it just is just not very consistent at all. You know what I mean? Sometimes they just do not work. And um just 
back when I was filming a lot, there would be times where I would try to film those tricks, like try to get a switch flip, and they never would really work out. And uh, I've just struggled with them, so I just kind of just left them, you know? That was basically <laughs> it. To the curve. I still do switch flips. Like, even now when I go skate flat, I'll do a switch flip, nollie flip. I'll do a lot of nollie flips. Uh, but, yeah, never never got one. I feel like I probably have filmed nollie flips and lines before, but they didn't get used or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I know I've, like, somewhat tried to film them, or I've filmed certain things, and... Uh, they just didn't work. But honestly, yeah, no, it's just been kind of a struggle. It's never been as easy as a switch heel for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you've got some some mm-hmm. switch frontside flips documented. Oh, some, yeah. Some butter ones, but... Oh, yeah. That was the thing, too. I, you know, I, Sleeping I did a lot them. of switch frontside... <laughs> switch frontside flips. <laughs> Perfectionist, and, uh, man. If it doesn't look... Switch hard flips. But then, um, you know, that was like through the legs style, like the, you know, illusion somewhat. But, um, but then when I started... I started trying to flick them, and so those kind of went away too. I mean, I can still do switch fronts and flips. I do those kind of a lot, and I do them decent, not like I did before. But, uh, yeah, the switch flips have always been a struggle. You were also breaking out the switch trays a lot back in the day. Uh, how come that one fell out of the rotation? Dude, it's kind of the same thing. I, I had those really good, and, and people ask me that a lot. They're like, what happened to the switch trays? Or I'll <laughs> see, like, a comment or something. And, uh, I mean, I could still kind of do them on flat, but there was a time when I did them a lot, and I was pretty good at them on flat. I'd do them over pyramids. And then uh, when it we were, like, all jumping downstairs and stuff, you know, all the time trying to film, I consistently would try to switch tray a gap or a 10-stair or whatever it was, and I could never fucking do them. Like, I could never get past the five stair or six stair or whatever. And I could do them good down th- things like that. But then kept trying to get them bigger and I never could. And I, like, basically left it. Same <laughs> Damn, thing. bro. That's unacceptable, man. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I could still do one in a line or whatever. But, like, I could never film Dude, one. Dude, the one in the like, line at Wilshire a- is too fucking good, man. Oh, yeah. That, I like that one, too. Yeah. Oh gee, that was like no one was even skating that. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, you gotta you gotta bring him back, man. You gotta bring him back. I know. Yeah, I should, dude. You I know what you just... gotta do? You gotta do it down the set at Baker Boys. I want to see that. That's my request. All right, I'll I'll try it one of these days. You know what? They're really still easy on like banks and stuff for some reason. You know what I mean? When you go up the bank, switch tray. It's just like it just works, bro. There is no confidence in you saying you're trying it down this. He said one six. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh, right. just keep it moving here. Uh, maybe yeah, next question, yeah, buddy. Maybe later this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish kinda, you said that on like I, December 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about the time you're staying at uh, Dustin Dolan's in Australia? Oh, that was crazy. Um, that was like a bad one, actually. It was super fun at first. It was rad. We were filming for like Baker 2G, I think. Stay with Dustin for like a month. Um, just drinking like crazy. Because <laughs> um, it's Australia. I was just a kid, but I was doing it. Um, and yeah, I, I tore my ACL skating a rail out there. Damn. That sucks. Yeah, that was just like the downfall of skating rails for me and everything. Um, and it got super crazy. I ended up also getting some like crazy uh, abscess in my throat out there. <laughs> it's called like peritonsillitis or something. And like I had a huge abscess in my throat and I was just staying it with him for like two weeks, 
just crutches, just crutching around town. Oh, no. And by the end, I could like barely breathe. Jesus. Because I couldn't even, yeah, because, but I, I was so dumb as a kid. You just don't even like, you're just like, oh, whatever. It'll go Drink away. Drink some orange juice. Yeah. It'll go away. <laughs> yeah. Till eventually, like, I got home and like went to the walk-in clinic and they were like, oh, you got to go to the emergency room right away. Your throat's like almost closed shut. <laughs> Holy. Um, so, yeah, that was like, it was super dope at first, getting tricks. Skating in Australia is amazing, and then it just turned into just hell after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a crazy one. But Australia is dope, though. Besides that, I've been back a couple t- other times, and it was so rad. It's a good spot. Wow, that's hectic, man. We all do dumb stuff as a kid. I know, right? Yeah. And, but at least when you say as a kid, you probably actually were much younger i'm like our, <laughs> i might have been like eight, 18 oh that's fine yeah dumb. our bo- yeah. we had our boy hugo on last season and like if he did something embarrassing two weeks prior to the interview he's like yeah as a kid how old was he oh like he just grew up yeah uh, anything embarrassing Overnight? even if it was earlier that day he's like yeah back yeah. when i was a kid you know like. back when i was a kid that's good that's a good one yeah so, as everybody knows, the piss drunks were the turn-up kings back in the day, and you were hanging out with them when you were pretty young, man. Were you able to keep up with them when it came to partying? Uh, I would say, yeah, for sure. Like, as as far as, like, drinking and stuff, I was. Like, uh, I started drinking somewhat pretty young. In Florida, like, you know, kids are stupid. <laughs> 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 like, we were doing... I was experimenting with drugs and, and drinking when I was, like, probably 14. Damn. started out so yeah I, I wasn't like big on drinking but when i got out to like california yeah i was like probably 16 17 and those guys were getting beers i was definitely like i'm down um <laughs> and i could hang yeah I, I mean i got into drinking i you know forever i've always liked drinking but uh i'd say i i hang uh, hung pretty well i think that was kind of the whole thing of me getting along with these guys in uh getting on baker and just being a part of the crew was being able to hang you know but then it definitely got a little crazy once the, everyone moved to Hollywood and, you know, it got super crazy with the drugs and everything. And at that point, I wasn't old enough to go to the bar. So those guys would go out and just get crazy. And I'd be kind of just back at the apartment smoking weed and shit, you know. So <laughs> I would just kind of see it all firsthand. Like, dude, this is they're getting it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's going downhill. <laughs> Uh, just from the outside looking in, when I think about Baker and like the peak of the party days back, like Baker 2G, I, I never think about you. I always feel like you oh, weren't yeah. like a superstar with the party, which is a good thing. Like you weren't part of that hijink stuff as much. I've always been low key. I, I was there. I was definitely there. Piss drunks, I'm whatever, considered one of the <laughs> original mem- original members, you know, and I was there drinking. We were drinking Jack, drinking beer. I mean, we were getting fucked up basically daily. Um, and still skating <laughs> and i could hang i was into it we, we had good times um but yeah i never i was i wasn't really like trying to like put it out there or be in front of the camera yeah. getting drunk i don't think i ever got footage of me like being acting wasted or whatever but i was definitely there you know yeah. who was the most turnt back then man andrew at one point you know but he got sloppy uh <laughs> Uh, uh, I remember actually, this is like a little later, a couple of years later, but a uh, train wreck would get turned. Oh, fuck. Yeah, train wreck. I remember him like coming over and just getting fucked up. Just like, and he's just like this big ass dude and just like 
fucking with everyone, wrestling, just <laughs> fucking want to beat everyone up, just breaking shit, like, just fucked up and just breaking. That would be a thing. Those guys would, like, break shit a lot, like, break a window or fucking, you know what I mean? Just, like, stupid shit. Just, like, you're out somewhere and you're just fucking breaking something and you're just like, this, fuck, it. I'm not into that, you know? I'm, like, kind of shy or whatever. Like, I don't like, you know, yeah. get the attention on us. So there was times where I would just be so over it there were so many times where i would be so over it even like i would yeah. like be trying to keep it together or like say like i'm like hey i need a ride to the airport tomorrow you got me oh, yeah God. and then it's just like oh they're gone i'm like fuck you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and that was like you know money for like a cab there's you know there's no uber and i just be like fuck shit like that try to call andrew no yeah. answer things like that what would happen if if the legend Hurricane Shane ran into like an angry train wreck, um, I think everyone was somewhat. I mean, they both were going off. Someone was. Everyone's a little bit intimidated by train wreck. He was big, dude. He was just like he'll fuck you up. So I don't remember <laughs> anything like that. I remember the people uh, wrestling and stuff. I feel like Hurricane Shane would be like on his own shit, just like fucking, <laughs> I don't know, like, milky. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, he wasn't really fucking with everyone. He just like fuck up his apartment for no reason or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> oh no! You guys would only take it out on Chad Fernandez, not each other, oh, right? Dude, Chad Fernandez got it so hard. Yeah. Oh, dude, he he's still upset to this day. Like I've he said things to me like even like not that many years ago how he ruined his career oh. and stuff like that. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I remember one time I was like not with any of the dudes and i was like dude i might have been in canada i was somewhere or europe i was like somewhere with like lakai or something it was like maybe a contest and uh so i'm with none of my homies and like chad fernandez like like comes up to me like at the club and he's like talking shit to me <laughs> in my face kind of but he and i'm cool with chad you know he's cool now I've, I've been cool with him but at that time he was just drunk and it was super weird and like uh some of the like girl dudes like got my back and like kind of like pushed them off i remember uh What's the guy's name? Ricardo Calvalero or oh, something. Yeah. He wrote for Carvalho. chocolate or yeah. He yeah, like yeah. took a lighter to him and like started like trying to burn his hair when he was like fuck with me. It was pretty sick. Yeah. But yeah, Chad. He tried to he wanted to ride for Baker too. Like it was, you know, he was always just around. It all started with uh, he couldn't get into he couldn't get into the birdhouse premiere, the end or something. <laughs> And I think he was, like, super bummed and was, like, crying and then just became, like, a joke or something. Uh. Like, Jay Strickland wouldn't let him in and then it just became this whole thing. That was, like, at the Birdhouse video and then it became, after that, it became this whole thing of just, like, messing with Chad forever. Poor Chad, Still man. Day, Poor bastard. It's funny because you think about that stuff yeah. on, like, a local level. There's always, like, someone who's kind of a kook and, like, doesn't fit in with the cool guys. But then thinking about it on the pro level is so funny because, like, even yeah. if you guys are bullying him and shit, he's still, like making a bunch of money from globe and mm -hmm. whatever like he's yeah. got like a pretty pop-in career himself but there's still that yeah. bullying on that another level <laughs> yeah he went on to do his own thing but yeah he still like thinks that we like well we just fucked up his clout you know his reputation he's still like his skating got in places still but like yeah he, he was always considered like a joke somewhat or something <laughs> sorry chad yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the hair wasn't helping. I but I wasn't. I wasn't even involved in that. <laughs> who, like, I was, who, you know? who was the worst to Chad? Well, the worst was like the the whole thing with Knox was like pranking him and shit. And I think it was like more like Jay Strickland because he would just punk people 
And Strickland was just like, would just punk him and uh, make him feel like an idiot. And then he's the one who kind of put that stuff in the video and everything, you know, and Knox pranking him. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't really remember. I can't picture like Andrew. Jim might have punked him. I don't know. Yeah, but he was always around. The cool stuff. guy bullies, man. Uh, Baker yeah, boys. Yeah, right. Fuck. <laughs> Getting all milky. Yeah, we were just milky. I don't think no one was really like a bully ever, you know? Yeah. Sure, you guys had some good laughs about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was good times for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like watching the footage of spying on him <laughs> in Hollywood or something. That was good. Yeah. Time to go behind the scenes on some of our favorite tricks of yours over the years. Tell us about the Switch Hard Med Choice. Dude, you know what? I just did it. It was just like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> it almost starts with like, you're going to just like throw it out there because the photographer's there just to like, like act like you're really trying, but you're in your head. You're like, oh, I don't know if I got this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> I'll just act like I really want it. And like, it was one of those. And I think I just literally like a few tries just did it. Like, I think I just caught one and then just like was rolling away. Like, holy shit. It was literally like no battle that I can remember at all. Damn, I remember just being, best. I remember being shocked that I did it at the time though, that I was like, I had that down and, uh, I think I had done one down something like decent size, like very recently before that. It's usually how it works. Sometimes, you know, your confidence is like, yeah. Oh, I just did yeah. it down this over the dumpsters, whatever, or something smaller. And then you're like, and then you just like do it. Yeah. Right away. That one was legendary. Yeah. <laughs> That that was a double uh, dip too. We put it. It was like in a Lakai commercial or something, and then we also put it in Baker Two G. But I just yeah, <laughs> oh, sick. yeah. See, well, <laughs> more people probably saw Baker Two G. So, so yeah, yeah double no, dip that. no, I'm the only one who ever said any. Uh, who knows? I feel like, but I know, you know, at the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. then, like double dipping. And me in my head, I was like, oh, like, dude, this is so foul. Like, it was already in a four one commercial. But yeah, no, it never, never came up. Never hmm. heard anyone say that it was already used or anything. And I had the, uh, it was like a, what was it called? Proof is in the pudding in the trans world. It was, oh, that was like sick. a section where yeah. they show like the still and then like you turn the page and then it's like the sequence. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. Or something those like that. Those were so sick. But yeah, you only had those two switch hard flips that I remember over the years, like over the dumpster and then that one. Yeah. And those were both fucking so proper you you kind of stopped doing them after Thanks. it seemed like or at least it, in clips i did yeah the thing was i started trying to flick my switch front side flips just doing them more like a average normal front side flip you know where you yeah. rotate properly and, and that kind of lost them somewhat i can still do them though i actually just have to practice them a little and i can kind of still do the switch hards damn that's crazy to hear that's like probably one of my favorite switch hard flips ever done Oh, when really? I watched Thank it again, yeah. I remembered like, oh Were fuck, you expecting like, a battle. No, no, I just like seeing watching all his footage again the other day. I'm like, yo, that switch hard flip actually when I was a kid yeah. like was just too. It was too insane. Like it didn't make sense. <laughs> Thanks. And, yeah, that's dope. Thank you. And then yeah, it's crazy that you just kind of stopped doing them after that. After doing one of the most like memorable ones of like the early 2000s. But like everyone did. Everyone stopped doing them because like everyone kind of used to do them. You know, like yeah. that. Like yeah, that's true like uh kind of illusion yeah illusion yeah. yeah, and um there was a point where that was just old you know now i feel like people are kind of doing them more you can kind of do whatever yeah. you want now but there was a the time where it was like no you you couldn't even do that in a video yeah unless yeah, it looked true. like p rods 
or something. It was like that was like an old trick. Yeah, you know I was just I mean? gonna say I think it's P-Rod like doing brought a pressure flip or something. Yeah, like if you were doing one of those illusion frontside flips. Yeah, uh, it was whack. It was done. Yeah. Well, you know what? Accepted. Brandon Turner obviously never stopped doing them. And yeah. shout out to I him. Know. But I think I I actually it's funny you mentioned P Rod because I was just gonna say I think P Rod's I'd give him a lot of credit for bringing them back. Yeah. He did that one in In Bloom, and that was kind of like I hadn't been skating too long. I didn't even know what it was called. Yeah. Because he like flipped it like real proper. Perfectly. Like and I was like, proper, oh, what the fuck was sideways. that? Sideways. Yeah. And then he started doing nollie hard flips down gaps again. Uh, yeah, he did. And I can't remember which part, but me, myself, and I maybe. But anyways, yeah, he, he definitely, I feel like, was a big reason nollie and switch hard flips came back. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I feel like he's the first one to ever do one that was, like, actually legit perfect. I mean, no, I mean, people do them. <laughs> Brandon Turner's are really good, too. But, um, yeah. you know, that perfect, like, normal, like, how everyone yeah. does... Like well, a Herman Wade does arm too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wade, oh, yeah. Wade, Wade and P-Rod for sure. does them really good. Yeah. yeah. All right, next trick. Switch nose manny, fakey inward heel the courthouse. That, I've, I think I tried that a couple times. That was like, we were we used to hang out at the courthouse a lot, me and Beagle. We'd skate there. It was like a skate park. We'd just like warm up. Um, and yeah, I tried it like one day, didn't get it. And I tried it another time and got it. And uh that was it. It was around. It, that was like, yeah, Baker three. The same, right, right around the same time. I switch heel flip that fence gap. It's a. Uh, it's in Baker three, towards the end of my yeah. part. Around the same time, I, I, like when I was doing the switch nose meal fake inward heel. I was practicing switch healing up the courthouse stage to go to that gap. Like I was working on my switch heel pop height, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and I got that one. <laughs> that was actually one of the most random enders ever because you're like mostly a, a gap skater yeah you even mentioned you kind of stopped skating rails as much yeah and that that, that manny was super sick and unexpected yeah thank you there was def i definitely had like more manual tricks and stuff but they didn't make the cut like i, yeah, I had a the lot other one was for bake- uh, fakey inward heel there was switch manny, oh right? yeah that one yeah switch manny I think, switch I heel i feel like i had a couple yeah, other tricks manny, on that heel. same manual pad Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, I guess there was a few. Yeah, you had your manual. But yeah, team. some of the stuff in Baker 3 just got cut because it was just like a short song. And uh, back then, we didn't do like uh, B-rolls or whatever, whatever they call yeah, them now. Yeah. So like there's footage that's just still just chilling, I feel like, that maybe like some ledge lines and different things that didn't <laughs> didn't make the cut. But you know what's funny about the fake inward heel too is that everyone says nollie inward heel. Like I've only done fake inward heels mostly down gaps or on the manual every time. Nollie inward heel. Like kids like, oh, that nose manual nollie inward heel. Oh, that nollie inward heel down the <laughs> gap every time. No one calls it fakie. Don't, don't worry about these kids. They, they don't know shit. Cause. I know. <laughs> they don't. Because yeah, they just, because <laughs> nollie inward was uh, <laughs> more common or something. So last one to go behind the scenes on. Oh, and I also just want to say, you somehow, all you Baker fools, the older you get, somehow you get gnarlier with age. And your shake jump part was one of, uh, maybe your last full part, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it was somehow like your gnarliest. So shout out to you for jumping off mountains in that one. But switch heel, the, the Antoine set that he nolly healed. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. The 14, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. one of my uh, best parts. Oh, it was cutting out a little. What was it? The the no, we're just, la- yeah. we just laughing because it was a 14 and it was like, 
your biggest switch heel was like at the latest point of your career basically it it was yeah i actually think that was one of my best parts the shake jump one it definitely you know i i felt like i always had a lot of tricks that i never got in videos that i could do and that one i feel like has the most amount of stuff different well-rounded maybe not rails but there's a lot of different ledges and manuals just a more well-rounded part um and that's just because like it just was comfortable skating. It's comfortable for me skating with the shade junk guys. Like it's in Shane and everyone. It's just super relaxed and chill. And I feel like I've always been like a little like just felt uncomfortable when I'm around people that I don't know well or just like super legends like on Lakai that I've like just kind of take the bench instead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like filming for shake junk just felt good. But um, yeah, as far as the age thing, I, I mean, I haven't been skating a lot now, but I feel like if I were to be skating a lot or if I start skating more i could still jump down some stuff yeah it doesn't feel like age really matters that much really you saying you got a switch tray up your sleeve for the bunt video or- i don't dude the switch trays are hard like <laughs> i want to get out and film some stuff for the uh, shake jump yeah maybe for the bunt video i'll get one for you <laughs> oh down. yeah if you want just That's to prove up. a point but uh i'll have to work on it uh for a little bit hey prove that, that point like man a, a month of practice at <laughs> throw it out there one day it, you know try a little more it, do, it doesn't have to be a switch tray it. it doesn't have to be a switch tray fucking okay anything you want we'll gladly throw yeah. in the video uh shane told us to ask about the switch heel down wilshire is there a story behind that one like the original one in baker bootleg uh i think you know what it was i think it was like might have been first try or second try like oh. the 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 switch tray switch board switch heel were like literally like went up there in like five minutes and then like left it was literally like damn, damn just did it yeah like i think i did the switch board like second try same thing switch heel second try maybe that's what he remembers but uh yeah. that's all i could really think of it definitely was like super super fast like just like a couple goes and that was it yeah you slept yeah, good that night huh <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> but no, actually, I back then it was I didn't even think about it. It was just like filming. I was it was never like, "Oh, I got that." At that point, filming was never like, "Oh, I need to get this or that." It was literally just skating. Like I right. just got mm-hmm. to California, I was just out filming. Nothing really ever felt like it was good enough or I don't know. It wasn't I would never really was celebrating. I mean, I felt good obviously to get clips, but it was never like when you get older and you're like, I got to get these clips or whatever it is. Yeah, and you get yeah. it and you're like, fuck yeah, finally <laughs> I got a clip. <laughs> so back then it was just whatever. I was just skating. No thought really to it. No doubt. So when you reflect on your career now, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you were underrated, overrated, or rated just right? I think I was rated just right i guess i think that's um, the right answer when i look it's kind of hard when i look <laughs> yeah i can't really think looking back you know i i think like i should have skated more i you know when i grew up skating or people i looked up to were like guy and gino who had like no clips and videos and there was no instagram so i mean i would be pro and i'd be literally just chilling in florida for like months and like not even filming like try to get a filmer and that was like not even a big deal like i'd go to california get some clips and like looking back, it's like, damn, I wish I would have been out like trying a little more or just but but at the same time, I don't regret it because I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to chill with my brother, be back at home or travel, you know, go back and forth. So I definitely feel like I could have done a lot more. But yeah, it, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're in it, you always are like bummed that you didn't get this or that or you still need that 
crazy part. You got to prove yourself. But once you like kind of step out of it, you're just like, you, you're just happy with it. You know, mm-hmm. when I was still pro, I'd probably be like, oh, my career sucks. <laughs> like, like, uh, not that it sucks, but like, oh, I didn't do shit or like, you know, I didn't prove myself or like, I'm whack. But then like when you get out of it, you're like, oh, okay, that was, I did what I could and I'm happy with it. You know, yeah. dude, you had like the perfect amount of, Sometimes people will give you too much, and that's when you start, like, not liking it or something, right? I agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how I, like, grew up. Like, I keep mentioning Guy, Keenan, Gino, where you wouldn't see much, and you just wanted more. Yeah, like, yeah. if they were, like, throwing out all these parts all the time, you wouldn't have had that, you know? Tom Penny would, like, have some stuff here and there, and you're like, I want more. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, like, grew up on that, like, film a little... And then kind of chill, try to put some stuff out here and there. Wasn't ever like it is nowadays. People are just fucking dumping shit everywhere. Instagram, parts, left and right. It's crazy nowadays. But that's what makes the the classic skate parks and the classic videos the classics, man. Because you wouldn't see footy every day yeah. on Instagram, every week on Thrasher. You, you had to wait, you know? Yeah, you had to wait. <clears throat> I know, right? And then And when you got those videos... Like, for me, I would get a video and I would watch that fucking thing so many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched the same video over and over and mm-hmm. over. And then you forever. trade with the homie for another video and you watch oh, that yeah, one for over sure. and yeah. over and over. Over and over. Every time before you go skate, same video over and over. And you know it. You know everything in it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there was a time I was a big skate nerd where I fucking knew every video, every trick, every even the magazines. I knew like every ad. You could say an ad and I knew it. You know, I knew every single fucking thing that came out. That's him right now. No, no. I That's can't, him. Oh, really? You could quiz no, this guy. No. <laughs> he gets pissed when people ask him things he doesn't know. I was about to say, I'm sure there's people still like that. Oh, yeah. No, there was a there's a certain time frame when that was me, but obviously nowadays it's too hard to keep up with. Remember that site? What was Josh Kalis's site? Once Hell that, Eclipse. Once yeah. Helliclips came Hell out, Eclipse. I gave up. I was like, yo, this is yeah. too much. Keep up with that See, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was up I was into it too until around then. And even in the beginning of that, I would try to keep up and then it just like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. It went too crazy. Much, you know? Yeah. I hope you take this as a compliment because I mean it as one. But I remember one time I was um, I was on Slap like a while ago, and there was a topic, and it was like the best like complimentary skaters on teams slash like in videos, something along those lines. Where it's like maybe they maybe they never have last part, but like you're just they make every video they're in better. And then when I was thinking, uh-huh. I just popped into my head the other day because I was watching all your parts, and I was like, "Yo, that's Jeff Lenosi." Yeah. Never had last part, never were necessarily the star of like the Baker videos, but like your parts are always one of my favorite parts, even if they're just like in the middle of the video. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. That's super rad to hear. Definitely. I mean, I felt like some somewhat with Baker, I maybe brought something different to the table or it just it helped, you know, round the team to yeah, what it was. For sure. Um, it's just, but no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Especially if you read that on Slap or something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember reading <laughs> your name. I did, it was just the subject was that, and so everyone was like saying oh, okay. their, their picks. No, I, I see what you mean. I just it just popped into my head watching all your parts again yesterday. I was like, oh, I love all these parts, and it took me back to like being younger and watching Baker Two G and Baker Three. Always that. were some of my favorite parts, but like mm-hmm. you know, it was never last part. That's right. Thank you. 
So when Reynolds had to have that hard talk with you and take you off the pro team, he offered you a job at Baker Boys, and you asked if you could start the next day. Were you ready to move on from pro skating at that point? Yeah, I was. but And that story is actually not quite correct. So he had the talk with me. We went over basically everything he was thinking. And uh, I actually asked for the job. Oh, I asked sick. him for the job. And then they called me the next day, basically. Jay Thorpe, who's like the Deathwish team manager, was also like doing warehouse stuff at the time. He called me like the next day. So like I asked Andrew, I was like, yeah... I mean, basically, so I'll get into this. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like it was kind of time. I, um, I think filming for Bacon Destroy, I'd hurt my knee again. This was like my MCL. It was just getting tough. And there was like no money. You know, it's hard to make money in skating. Oh, yeah. Especially when you get a little older. So at the time, like, Baker had already, like, cut me back so much. Like, I already knew everything that was going on. Like, things, they weren't really, like, doing so well at the time. And Andrew was just kind of making some changes. It is what it is. You know what I mean? But I was kind of already leaning in that mm-hmm. direction. So I think I was already like signed up for classes at school at that time too because I was basically like already looking into like moving on. You know what I mean? So it wasn't mm-hmm. – I mean I didn't really – I wasn't even that bummed. Obviously it was like weird because, you know, you're not pro anymore or whatever. I mean maybe you still are. But the one thing I would think about is like, damn, I'm not going to go on tours anymore and stuff like that. Which yeah. I remember being like the super traveling. bummed on. Yeah. But luckily now I do go on tours. <laughs> it all worked out. Um, but yeah, so they actually, I think they fired someone like that day. And I just like went right in there and just hooked me up. Basically just went right to work. Like Damn. I started like the next Monday. Yeah. Started at the bottom, just in the warehouse and just kind of working my way up. Yeah. But I was happy, you know, steady paycheck. At the time, skating was getting tough, you know, sponsors are dropping out, you're getting older, you know, you don't want to fucking have no money, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. It was that time, you know? Did they fire that person to open up a spot for you? Yeah, they totally did. They just brought me in. Savage. had to happen. Savage, yeah. Um... (laughs) But that was cool. Yeah, like I was, you know, and I actually at the time or like leading up to that, I was kind of going into Baker Boys, Baker Boys a lot and uh, kind of like thinking it in my head that like, oh, I might as well like maybe try to work here. You know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. I had thoughts, you know, could be weird. But at the same time, it was like seemed like the way to go, you know. So it worked out. Yeah. So I started working, did warehouse stuff, then e-com stuff, just kind of. Been doing that ever since and worked my way up in the company a lot. That's what's up, man. Love to hear yeah. it. Yeah, and, and also Andrew was cool, like, because I know people, you know, have said things and it's weird, like, and a lot of people would, like, think that, like, I don't know, would just kind of talk shit on it. But it is, it is what it is, you know. It's his company. He had, like, a vision. He was just trying to change it up. He, he like, he, he came over. He showed me, like, numbers and everything of, like, money he was putting in the company things that everything was selling at the time like things baker wasn't doing so hot at that time and it's kind of cool that like he kind of changed the vision a little bit and moved things around and it, and it's grown a lot you know and it's doing really good right now so like sometimes with any business you have to kind of switch it up and, and try different things and it worked out and it, i mm-hmm. think it's pretty cool you know i'm not i'm no hard feelings for me at the time also it was like it was getting tough going like getting tricks and going out filming so it is what it is. Like, I'm super grateful how it worked out. Oh, for sure. 
that's awesome um so yeah you're running the show behind the scenes these days what's an average day for you like now well i do like sales so basically just like putting in orders for all the skate shops but like we we have like a pretty small team there's probably only six or seven of us so we we get on calls and uh we kind of go over everything baker boys you know we have like a couple brand managers some sales guys like a gm team manager we we do like now with the pandemic we do our like weekly like meetings you know zoom meetings and we basically go over everything from sales and numbers and uh marketing uh graphics it's cool so i get to have you know input and say in everything but the day-to-day is just basically emails and just processing like orders for all these skate shops as you've heard it's been fucking crazy last year like millions of skateboarders started skating so the sales have just exploded uh the last six months and it's been a little hectic trying to keep up and get everyone's stuff and and keeping stuff in stock and to just like it's been super crazy so many new skate shops are popping up and everyone's trying to set up accounts it's it's been super hectic i mean we're happy you know mm-hmm. to get the sales but it's been crazy <laughs> since the pandemic you know That's it's dope. like one of the few few things that people can do you know so they say like millions of people started skateboarding and then also we were seeing like a big growth at the end of last year before the pandemic just because skateboarding is just in a good place and also like the rise of girl female skateboarders you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's like a whole new category that wasn't really there like i talk to shops all the time and they're selling as many skateboards or like new completes to girls as they are boys like regularly that's amazing it's pretty crazy yeah so it's it's all everything's it's we're doing good we're in a good spot right now hell yeah we were lucky enough getting our stuff from mexico a lot of people had delays getting product from china uh yeah with the pandemic but we we we've been pretty lucky to like get stuff in and and keep people stocked so bro the hard goods shortage was real this summer man those trucks were hard to come by eh? yeah the trucks yeah especially the trucks because a lot of stuff like trucks wheels we've had issues with hardware and stuff yeah um a lot of stuff comes from china and uh covid hit like right when a uh, chinese new year is i don't know if you know what that is but they china shuts down for a month anyway so you kind of have to have your orders in and stuff already so that got delayed and then covid the production got delayed and anything you uh-huh. order out of china you got to do it like months in advance basically because of shipping and everything Mm -hmm. so it definitely like delayed there we're still seeing stuff like finally just picking up so it was but luckily Uh, like we we don't do a lot of stuff we do mostly hard good boards and uh they come from mexico and there wasn't that many delays there only a a slight hiccup in the beginning yeah i remember walking by one of our local shops here and uh during the like in the middle of the pandemic and like the whole board wall was baker boards which now that makes more sense because like you guys were the only ones pumping them out i I actually i had so many shops tell me that that like dude thank like they'd be like thanking me for having stuff like we're keeping them in business yeah we we did a pretty good job of getting it out there but we're trying hard you know you're keeping tabs on what everyone's doing you know what i mean i'm I'm always talking to shops and like i got friends that have shops so i'm like yo what are they doing? What are they doing? This yeah. guy, the production's talking to the manufacturer, like, what's up with these guys? How many boards are they getting? And we're just, you know, <laughs> we're, we're hustling. We're on it, you know? I hope you're setting a few minutes aside for the occasional uh, switch heel down the set at Baker Boys. 
Oh too. yeah, for sure. Honestly, last year was slow. I I wasn't skating that much last year with the pandemic. It's been a little weird, but honestly, I'm hyped right now. This year, I'm trying to get out and skate. Oh yeah. I've been like chilling, trying not to drink because I get lazy and working. Um, I actually like I do really want to skate this year, so. I'm ready to get back on it for sure. That's what's up. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's next for you, man? Same. I'm just doing what I'm doing, just working. Uh, continue with Baker Boys. I Like I said, I'm not just saying that, but I do want to get out and skate. Shake John's doing a video, so I'd be hyped to get some clips. No, we got to get in that Shake John video. Yeah. yeah, get in there. <laughs> we yeah. got to get in there. You guys got to come through for sure. You're always welcome. Yeah. Come by Baker Boys anytime. Skin. Well, right now, actually, the park is closed because we closed it because of the fucking pandemic. But it'll so be we're not always soon. welcome. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> You'll be back wel- welcome soon. That's probably just another couple of weeks or something. Uh, but, yeah, that'd be rad if you guys came through. It'd be sick. Um, you're oh, always yeah. welcome. Yeah, hit the park. Uh, but that's it. I'm just, you know, doing doing me. I'd like to uh, – I'm going to stay out here in L.A. I'm trying to – I'm looking at houses and – I don't know. Get a family going, you know. Holy oh, shit. Move on with life. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, that's there. nothing. I, that's just, you're saying what's next. That's just, that's just life. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not rushing into anything, you know. But I'm getting older. I'm, you know, keeping it mellow right now. Just chilling. Okay. Hell Cheering yeah, brother. for the Buccaneers, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see with these bucks. I'm going to be watching. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And as always, it's an honor to be brought to you by Dickies. If you're looking for enhanced mobility and additional comfort, the Dickies 874 Flex Work Pant is calling your name. We talk in moisture wicking and stain release while maintaining Dickies quality and durability. It's a no brainer, y'all. Get fresh in the streets with your boy, the Ghost, with the 874 Flex Work Pants. Let's get it. All right, Jeff, you ready for a little rapid fire? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Favorite skater? Uh, Rodrigo, Texiera, TX. Favorite video? Trilogy. Favorite video part? Antoine Dixon, Baker 3. Favorite style? Gino Ainucci. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Tom Penny. That's Ooh. easy. Came to Tampa, was like Nolly in the period, doing like Nolly, backswing 80s, Nolly, shifties. That's when I started Nollying a lot. And obviously, kick flips, frontside flips all days. I remember watching him. It was a wrap. That was, ev- that was everything I wanted. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Shane O'Neill. He kind of blows my mind. That shit's crazy. He does shit he does. Favorite trick? Uh, switch heel. Hardest trick for you? Probably regular hard flips. <laughs> Most illegal trick? Uh, double flip. Any double flip. I hate double flips. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Nolly over the rail in the Shake Jump video. We call it, like, I think Burbank School, but it's not in Burbank. It's in Highland Park. It's like a 17. Nolly over the rail. Kind of lands going downhill. I like that. When, when I watch it, I see myself rolling away and I can remember it. The next one... I guess I'll keep it going. Switch heel the fence in Baker 3. Oof. You can't really, it doesn't look like that much, but that spot was hard. That thing's like high. And uh, I always liked that one too. Yeah, that was clean as fuck. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Reynolds, half cab flip, no slide down the Wilshire 10. 
Yo, the way he did it, crazy. and that rail is like steep, and he did it so good, he caught it like above it and just perfect. And there was like fifty people there watching. That was dope. That one stands out. I mean, obviously, also him frontside flipping anything first yeah. try <laughs> so many times. I've seen it. What's the one trick that got away? <laughs> Switch trays. Talked about that before. <laughs> I guess this one comes to mind. I feel like I could still go try it. I kind of want to. I don't know if anyone did it yet. It's a switch rail heel that like uh, bump to sidewalk gap that Rowley and everyone used to skate. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's right by Baker Boys. I tried that a few times. I feel like I could have done it. There was times where like I catch it and I like should have landed it and I just like didn't, you know, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I guess that one comes to mind. Oh, that would be beast. I should still try and get it. What's the biggest bunt you ever witnessed? Uh, this guy, I don't want to say his name. He says he's going to like <laughs> Nolly Hill crook this rail or something. And um, Be- we get- it's at night and Beagle gets to the spot and uh, lights it up. And then uh, he's just chilling on the wall with his headphones in. And Be- Beagle's like, hey, yo, what's the deal? Like, let's get it. And he's like, I'm warming up. I'm warming up. <laughs> <laughs> And then Beagle's like, what the fuck? And he's just like, let's it go. He's like, yo. And he's just chilling. He's chilling. Headphones. Chilling. Beagle's like, yo. He's like, yo, I'm warming up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he probably could have done it too. And I guess he was getting hyped with his headphones, but then we got kicked out. Nothing happened. Oh, Damn. You could probably guess, probably guess who it was. Wait, wait. Who was it? Who was it? I can't guess that one. Nolly Heel Crook. Row for Baker. I don't know. No, Antoine? <laughs> yeah, it was Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> He, he definitely no could have done it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that shit's that shit was funny, you know, because it was like, you know, warming up, yo, <laughs> <laughs> straight chilling on the ledge. Maybe he was getting hyped from the music. I don't know. What's the last new trick you learned? Switch front pop, switch back five zero. Oh, sick. On a on a curb though, but it was tight. I'll take it. <laughs> I never done that one. Yeah, a little Brian Wenning for the people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Love that dream job after skating. I have it. I got it. That's oh, fire for sure. That's what's I up. found it. I worked my way up to it, but I got it. Hell yeah! I guess for now. And the next one would just be like own my own fucking distribution Ooh. CEO. But I probably wouldn't be selling skateboards. I'd be selling some other shit that <laughs> sells more. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Favorite uh, local brand? Uh, uh, Lottie's. Nice. Lottie's skate shop. Favorite local skater? I'm in the valley. I'll say this kid. Is it Eric Herrera? He's pretty sick. I think he rides for chocolate or something. He's He's gotten really good. He's dope. Nice. He sent me a sponsor me video a while ago. He was younger, and now I see him on Instagram. I trip out sometimes on him. He's local. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Oh, God, that's easy. Ambiguous clothing. <laughs> you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they asked me what? to ride for him for a long time and they were throwing money around and I was like hell no hell no and then like a year and a half went by or something maybe a pay cut somewhere else I was like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't have to do anything but like fucking model a couple times but whatever that's funny uh, but it just felt wrong <laughs> it didn't it just felt wrong favorite teammate ever Shane Heil yo Shane's super sick like he's so genuine like when he wants you to get a trick or he wants you to come out skating he means it like I could tell you know and and you can feel it and it's dope worst teammate ever oh dude I don't even have one uh <laughs> Heath Kirchhoff oh! <laughs> oh! 
Keith's actually rad, but he, he he's so he's like the fucking goat. He's so gnarly that like it's intimidating, and he's super hard to read. So you're like, I still am like, does this guy like me? I think we're cool, but I don't even know yet. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I see him around sometimes. He's cool, but I don't know. That one seems scary. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, that's Fuck it. Epic Fuck. answer. Worst company. Kingdom Skateboards. You ever heard of it? <laughs> no. Where are they from? It was, it was out of Texas, and it's this guy Chris Gentry, I think. He was a rapper, dude. They had ads and like Transworld and shit. I think it's yeah. before your time, probably. But yeah. it's like '90s, dude. Look it up. Look up Chris Gentry, Kingdom Skateboards. So he, they had like the fucking weirdest, wackest ads. It'd be like the guy like skating in space and he had uh he they had a lot of ads i swear we used to put them on like we had this this wall of shame and we put the worst ads out of the magazine on the wall uh, and he had like this stripper looking girlfriend and she'd be in the ads with him it was oh my weird. god I don't know. look it up it's funny worst trend i'll go with the tucked in shirts maybe you ain't built that nah not really yeah I mean, Dylan was sick. He looked good doing it, but now it's just weird. If it's a wife beater, maybe because they're so they kind of just like yeah, they get too skinny automatically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not feeling it really. <laughs> Worst style. I'm gonna go with Tom Krauser. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of him? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in like 401. We have like a group of friends that are like just a little bit older than us, and they always roasted yeah. Tom Krauser, man. But they oh, like God. love I feel him bad. Like, as a joke, right? Like yeah. Warren and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They love to watch yeah, he, him to like make fun of him. <laughs> he probably was gnarly. I feel bad, but <laughs> that one stands out. I, I feel like uh, he had a similar one as um, I think it was Chad Barty. They had these like knee like Bow legs. The stance was yeah. just weird. Yeah, yeah, similar. Sorry, Tom. Hopefully he doesn't skate anymore. <laughs> 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 you could just say the no, Obi no, doesn't like, listen. Doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Obi doesn't listen. Oh, you get him with the kill oh, shot there. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I don't like fucking dogging on anyone. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, last person you want on the sesh. Oh, the fucking hometown hero. Oh, real talk. Like when you go to the demo and he fucking is doing every fucking trick or the skate or spot or whatever. As soon as you get there, he's fucking just doing every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That shit sucks. Damn, you're talking about J.S. Lapierre right now? J.S. Lapierre. <laughs> <laughs> he did that, but he didn't He didn't mean to. He was trying to, you know, it sucks because uh, when you're on tour, you want to show your skills to, yeah. to fucking get there. It's but a I fine think, like, line you got to walk. Yeah. yeah, you can't do this, the, the big spin front board first in f- first five minutes when ellington's there <laughs> that's gonna be ellington's banger you can't dust him like that oh, i mean shit. if shit frontside flipped the rail nah js was sick i don't know really what happened there but that might have been one of them but yeah the hometown hero i've seen him dude i feel like i probably did it too back in the day at tampa i think i'd do a little better to wait till they were done skating or something mm. but yeah it happens i remember seeing like some people i think like we booznitz did it like way back in the day on a bird oh, birdhouse tour like we got to some little i don't know where he was from some little skate park and he was just killing it but no you know no hard feelings we all have probably been there at one time when you're young you don't know <laughs> any better but when you're doing a demo you're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's cheering for the fucking guy, and you're like, damn, what am I going to do? Now? Uh, no. no, we've always been those fans where we're like, get these fucking locals off the park, man. Right, yeah. Get the fuck wait, out gotta, of here. 
You gotta let the fucking pro skate and then shine. Do it, then do your thing. You know. Yeah, we got some terrible ones here in T. Yeah, yeah, but you show up and they're killing it. You're like, dude, dude give me a break. No one came to the park to see the dude that skates the park every day, anyways. Yeah, that like, is the, the worst. I've seen it so many times. So many times too. Like it'll be literally like you're doing the demo. Like it's literally only the Baker team skating, and then the kid is still just fucking <laughs> yeah. doing tricks. Uh, we, that's we, when, you, that's when that. you need a strong man on the microphone. Yeah. You know. You yeah. know what's funny? We 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 would have that actually on a lot of the Baker tours when Neckface started coming. Mm-hmm. He would be fucking hilarious on the mic. He'd be calling people out and shit. That's what you need. Good. good. Yeah. Once we got the fucking megaphone out, yeah, we'd be calling people out. All right, man. That's going to end the interview, Doc. You killed it. Word. Triple OG in the building. <laughs> Thanks again. Much respect. Thanks, guys. Yeah, nice meeting you guys and talking to you guys for sure. Hell yeah. Hit me up anytime. For sure. Hell yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Welcome to the post office. Brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. The toughest gear from the work site to the streets. All right, Ghost. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Fritz Pfaff. Apologies on the name. Pronunciation. Hey, Bunt Gang. Love from Detroit. Not sure if there have been any shots fired yet, but can we please address how whack Karayuma shoes is? Someone got to speak up on the matter. Maybe I'm hating, but they just seem off. Peace, Fritz. Maybe this is a shot in itself, but I've never heard of Karayuma shoes, so I got no comment, brother. So I think it's like a discount brand, shoe brand. It's one of those ones that will, you probably haven't noticed, but you've definitely seen it. They pop up in their like all sorts of sponsored ads on Instagram and uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Oh, true. Skate things? Um, yeah, they're just like a basic skate brand, I think. I don't know. They're obviously paying a lot of money for advertising, but I haven't seen too many people. There's actually a kid that skates the skate loft. That always has them on, rocks them. I think you may even ride for them. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, I try not to hate on discount brands just because. <laughs> nah, bro. No, for real. Because this is a real thing. Are you? Serious no, I'm serious. Because I, I, I've heard Shaq speak on it many times over the years. Like he had his whole little drama with Nike in the early days, and then they ended up, you know, not working together when there could have been a deal in place. And it's just because I, I think. They didn't respect the big man back in the day and didn't think they could sell shoes. So he he did his own thing and he's or he did his time with Reebok too, but he ended up doing his own shoes and they were always discount brand shoes and like people would mock him and shit. Not that it mattered if you're mocking him, but he he just always spoke on how um, it, it made him feel good to know that he was putting shoes out there that people could afford you know coming up in tough situations so uh, that's just my thought on you we need the discount brands too you know can't can't uh, look down on that shit all right next up we have an email from paul k Safa dono can't say enough how stoked i am for the pod every week listening to you progress with the skills and polish over the last few years has been so dope 
missing you all at City Pool, and it was crazy running into you guys in Barcelona on the beach. Then seeing Dono in the hood a little later with a stroller. <laughs> if I have one question, it would be what's your favorite skate trip of all time? Sorry if you've answered it before. Haven't gotten through the archives yet. And while you're getting all the GOAT legends on, ever thought of a Beasley group pod? Appleyard, of course, but Jamie Johnny, Jamie McGinnis, Mike Smith, Conrad Hotram, Tuckett, Manny, Dax, Drew, etc., etc., etc. They killed it in the early 90s, 2000s, till forever. Such a big influence for me, but feels kind of slept on. Anyways, all the love and keep on being the pod goats. Best regards, Paul. Yeah, that's real tough because if you go way back, like those early first Montreal trips where we like met Chuck, you know, those are so memorable. Um, Obviously, in recent memory, like our trip where we did London and Paris was insane just because we had all the homies with us. Yeah. I mean, even the Barcelona one where we ran into you, Paul, was fucking epic, man. Yeah. Cleveland. Let's not sleep on Cleveland. That was a hectic 48 hours or whatever that was. Yeah. And then, man, even during our lockdown when we fucking... Rented a van and just drove around Ontario hitting skate parks. was fucking epic 48 hours, too. Yeah. Too many to choose All right, enough, enough. Yeah. What do you got? Pick one. I'll just go with uh, Paris and London. That's a good combo. And then I went to Berlin after with Bass. Great priorities. Give me a favorite moment from that. From that trip? Yeah, just a real quick one off top. Definitely when we did the was it Sunday or Saturday when we did the shirts off roasts at the pub Sunday roast Sunday yeah. roast all had our shirts off drinking rosé having these like fucking meat roasts of pain and people looking at us sideways because we all had our shirts off but that was so fucking fun yeah epic time epic epic time I'm gonna have to go with bro this one was just a hell of a time quality crew I mean, all the new ones we go on with our travel squad right now, like you said, is just absolutely epic. But when we went to Boston, man, that was fucking, we were fucking killing it. (laughs) Hell of a time. Eggs, freezing our balls off at eggs, but still skating every day. The homies there showed us nothing but love. Dutchie, Dana, Eggs, Benny G, VX, Lee, everyone in Boston. Pure hospitality. That was a sick time. Yeah, that was good shit, man. Good shit for show. All right, next up, we got an email from Alan Miller. It's time to get back your hair and your confidence. What? <laughs> what is fossilin? <laughs> All right, what? I think some spam made its way into a fucking sacred Studio E email. Fossilin is the highest quality food supplement containing natural ingredients to prevent hair loss in men. The product will work for men who are struggling with hair loss. Is this for me? As my, as my fucking it's targeted ad. Yeah, maybe like my phone heard me talking about my hair thinning up front for fuck's sake. Jesus, let's keep it moving here. <laughs> Next up, we got an email from Eli Katz. I'm asking for the Bunt's hot take on the new Godspeed video. My main complaint is them advertising in Thrasher, a video featuring Gary Rogers, Tyshawn Jones, and four other people that had literally one clip in the video just to build hype. Am I the only one who thinks Illegal Civ is fucking whack? I haven't heard anybody hating on them. 
Also, if Kevin White can turn pro off some dusty ass fucking cab nose slides and a good personality, I'm all for it. But do they really have to give him first part? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for everything and happy New Year's, boys. Burn them fucking barns this year. Ooh, holy shit, man. Bro, we give people the platform to, you know, just get this shit off their chest. But it doesn't mean that we always agree, does it? Yeah, we don't really agree. I mean, yeah, like Dono said, the post office is where you can vent. But I'm actually a huge fan of Zach Saracino. Uh, we got to get that fool on the pod one of these days. But um, there was a ton of quality skating in that video. Some, yeah, I've watched Zach's part a handful of times already. So uh, a shot as well. I I can't back the hate, man. And and of course you want to fucking promote the big names, even if it's one clip. What's the point? You, you trying to get views or not? Like if, if we have one trick from fucking let's say reynolds in the bunt video when it comes out you better believe his name is going to be plastered all over the you know what i'm saying the fucking trailer <laughs> absolutely that's exactly what we're gonna do this ain't fucking rocket science here man and uh i've thoroughly enjoyed the video too full-length videos hard to come by this one was absolutely popping but a name that you don't hear too much about in this video, but this guy is an absolute monster. How do you say the guy? It's name's uh, N O E. You think it's Noah? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about, dude. I hope I don't say his name wrong. It's spelled N O E. I'm gonna say Noah Solis. It's an absolute beast, yo. Undercover, best part in the fucking video. Oh, yeah, yeah. That dude. That guy's a fucking maniac, dog. Shouts to him. He got buck. What do you think about Alex Midler's part? Yo, I can't. <laughs> fuck. Can't deny it, man. He's fucking crazy. He is absolutely insane. Back three. Come on now. He's got the ill fits, eh? <laughs> fuck, but skin. Pure checks for those fits. <laughs> Nah, but yo, like Donald said, you put, uh, you put out an hour-long skate video, man, that's no easy task, um, so shout out to that crew, and, uh, yeah. Devontae Jolie, man, fucking, that's a banger, dog. Real shit. Zach, if you hear this, come on the pod, you get me. It's a banging nollie flip that guy's got. <clears throat> yeah, possibly better than yours. Best one in yeah, this possibly best one in the city. I guess you're hey. not in the same city, but well, so we'll say in the world if you want. Then. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Mr. Leahy. Hell yeah, doubt it. Ask <laughs> Jim where he's been the past few nights between three and five, nine to eleven fifteen. Go ahead, ask, ask oh, him where he goes. He's playing bridge out the hospital, right? Bridge my arse going down the strip club getting drunk every night telling everybody he's off the booze. Yeah. You know why, Randy? Because Jim Leahy is a fucking drunk and he always will be. Randy, give me a drink. Let it go, Randy. Fuck. It's fuck. 131 proof, bud, straight up. I'm fucking wasted. Quick random question. I don't recall what episode, but remember you guys mentioning a kid that would always pop up on Kaza and video download sites back in the day. Whatever new video came out, it would end up being his video, Dying to Live era. I forget his name, but remember coming across that video constantly. Colin or something. Might have become somewhat of a fan after the 30th viewing. Some of the shit in there was pretty clean, if I remember correctly. Was he a Toronto local? What's his deal? Was glad to hear I wasn't the only one to come across that vid. Thanks, guys. 
and he's more than just a Toronto local. That's a T dot legend, Colin Passy. His brother was the mastermind behind that shit. It's kind of funny that we just come from an email where someone was blasting advertising a video. <laughs> Colin's brother took that shit to the next level and straight faked it. So everybody in the world saw Colin Passy sponsor me. Um, what's his deal? Dog, you get that guy on a skateboard, he could do everything in that video still somehow. He just ain't on a skateboard too often anymore. Yeah, Colin, where the fuck you at, you fucking scrub-ass motherfucker? I just waiting on that second kid to come. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, shouts to y'all. I'm sure we'll hear about it through the pipeline because we never hear from you directly anymore, you fucking bumbaclot. We miss you. <gasps> Holy fuck. But, uh, yeah, no, it's all love. Colin's like a good homie of ours, and we've known him literally since we were, like, what 14 15 high school yeah young bucks young legend and uh yeah his brother ian killed it with that uh marketing ploy what's colin's favorite break time at work because he used to work with oh him. yeah he used to work construction with colin and his favorite time all of our favorite time was <laughs> go v-boy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one, our Mexican homie. Fuck, his name's slipping my mind right now. Uh, old homie, legend. When the coffee truck would pull up, he'd yell, coffee boys. And it was just, we'd all die laughing. Coffee boy! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, glad I remembered that. <laughs> oh, all right, next up, we got an email from Nate Feldhaus. Yo, what up, Seifa and Dono? Can't wait for the next season. Y'all are killing it. But during the wait, I've been going through all the old episodes and was wondering about all of the sound bites you guys use in the Vans intro. Not sure if you guys have answered this or not, but what is the process of picking those like? Do you actively search for them or will you be watching a movie and you hear a line that makes you want to say, Vans, right after? <laughs> and maybe share some of your favorites if you can. Oh, and if Dono was reading this, can you make Seifa say Vans right quick? Vans. <laughs> See you boys in season 13. Peace. P.S. When's that ants up coming? When is that ants episode coming, man? I mean, that'd be fucking two, three, maybe four parts. Ants one's got a lot to say, dog. Are the people ready for that? Yeah. I don't know if the people ready for that one, man. Yo, but <laughs> ants, true legend, and uh, ants, take the floor, man. Answer the man. Hey, yo, thanks, Nate. Uh, great question, man. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, I just, once these guys started saying the Vans thing, uh, to be honest with you, I can't even recall how it even started. I think just after listening to the Vans ads, they're such a great partner of the bunt that, you know, I didn't want the ads to just keep being so repetitive at the beginning of the show. So I just decided to, you know, throw some random shit in there. And then eventually, like, the idea started flowing and then... You know, just trying to find something to keep you guys entertained every week, you know, change it up every make every uh, episode unique in some sort of way. But to be honest with you, sometimes finding those things are a headache. You know, it takes me like actually like an hour just to find the right clip. But sometimes they come easy, but I'm glad you guys enjoy them. And, you know, I'm going to keep them coming. Oh, and in terms of the uh, Antep, I mean, these guys called the shots for, you know, what episodes come next. So. You know, if you guys really want to hear an Ants episode, you know, keep sending the emails in and maybe it'll happen. You know, I may or may not have a couple things to say. 
All right, next up, we got an email from Herbie Willis. Yo, what up, Bump Boys? Much love again for the show. Doing it for the people. Can't wait for the next season. Guaranteed, Barn Burner. UK is locked down now again. Uh, UK is locked down again, so I need some bunt to see me through these cold, wet days. Just wondered what your favorite blueprint video was. Personally, I fucking love Waiting for the World. Dan McGee masterpiece. Big up the bunt frontier. The UK, we thrive on the cold winters, and I'm pretty sure you got it even worse up there. Oh, Dan McGee, that's fucking KGZ's homie, eh? I didn't realize it was the same man behind some of Blueprint's epicness. Uh, I gotta go with the classic Lost and Found. You already know what it is. Young Nick Jensen, young Danny Brady holding it down. Mm. Some uh, emo music to the steez. Man, Lost and Found was came out in 2005. That's when we dropped our first video. Huh? <laughs> you know, they're like on equal playing fields. I feel like Lost and Found was to the UK what Huh was to oh, Canada. God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those. Waiting for the world, lost and found. I like them both. Love them both. Real shit. All right. Next up, we got an email from Canada's Driest. Yo, hit us with your fucking real name, man. What's up, players? Big fan of the show. You boys got me laughing weekly, and I can't thank you enough. Question for you boys is, what's up with Terry Kennedy? Dude's tripping on Instagram. It seems like he's on hard drugs. Hope he's doing all right. And it's all a show for the gram, but it's not looking good. He's the goat, and I hope he gets the help he needs. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You sent this on January 14th. Whatever. Um, TK, I don't follow him on Instagram. Do you? Nah, I check in once in a while, though. Um, neither of us know what's going on. Obviously, you know, something's obviously not like 100% there but it's it's sad to see and all all we can do is hope that he gets better whatever it is that's um you know up with him but uh much love for TK the legend man nothing but love and respect all right last email for the week from Al Bane what up bunt your boy bane i finally <laughs> I finally found a Stevie on Vancouver Island, but it's in the form of a grain bottle, not a grain can, and I'm not complaining. As you guys know, hip-hop and skateboarding go together like cheese and cheddar, like jeans and sweaters, like mo and better. We came up in an age of boom-bap vid soundtracks, and any skater of a certain age that's worth his salt can spit 36 chambers front to back. A while ago, I heard Knack's album and I wasn't a huge fan. But I just got on Sage's new album as Navy Blue, and it's an instant favorite. Skaters rap and rappers skate. So my question to both of you is who's your favorite skater that raps and who is your favorite rapper that skates? Also, remember Muska Beats? Love the show. I just found it a month ago, and I'm drowning in content. Hype for the next season. Keep it up, boys. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, new listener. Fucking right, Bane. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good one. Well, coming off that last email, I got TK fresh on the mind. Oh, damn it. That's a good and one. And he provided me 
with years of motivation, entertainment, and um, he's just a straight up legend, man. So TK is definitely my favorite skater that raps. And then favorite rapper that skates. Let me give it to Antoine, man. Y'all, yo, Ants, you need to throw a verse from one of your tracks in right here for the people. <laughs> one of your classics. But Ants, Ants fucking shreds so fucking hard. And uh, he doesn't rap much anymore. But back like when we were like just coming out of high school and shit, the man was killing it dropping bars. Yo, didn't Ants have... Uh one of his tracks playing on the screens in Pizza Pizza. <laughs> I don't remember, but one Yo, he did. Me. That shit was fucking fire. Um, my favorite rapper that skates is the Ghost. Oh, he's rapper first. Wait, what? If you ain't yeah. done your damn <laughs> research, that in. <laughs> if you ain't done your damn research, look up the Ghost tracks. He got some music videos to him. And if you hit him up nicely on the side, he might even hit you with uh, some of his unreleased shit. It's all gold, baby. <laughs> um, one eye Willie, head of the Goonie Goo Goos, loves to throw that shit in his raps. I fucks with that all day. And then my favorite skater that raps now, I'm gonna go with Jeremy Rogers, man. It's not a gimmick for him. This is a lifestyle. He's a rapper. He dropped a Christmas track this year that was absolutely bonkers. Yo, J. Rod, we gotta get you on the pod, man. Real shit, yo, real shit. All right, y'all, that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week. This guy said, "Drop a verse, eh?" <laughs> All right, yo, here, here's a little some. What is this? 2009. Let's get it. <laughs> Betty hit immaculate, these cats is rapping more silicone and some plastic tits Never faking, I conjugate the equation A to the NT squared, like we procreating It's so amazing, and even in my gray hairs I'ma still be that kid who didn't play fit in daycare So take care, and don't flex G I kick the skill of Gretzky over waves like a jet ski Don't test me, 360 shove it's like a helicopter Inhale a big L and followed by a big popper Cause these days most MCs is deceitful They do it for themselves, I do it for my people Illegal is how my mind think naturally Created in the factory of hip-hop blasphemy Actually, you should probably watch your fucking back, rookie My style's got your head aching like a bad rookie This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports Brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner The only buzz Yo, just a quick little update on Canada's premium Pilsner steam whistle, but I've gotten word from the head honchos down there at the roundhouse that we can do a box, man. We can give out a box of steam whistle to anyone. We just need to come up with a concept for who gets it, man. What do you think? Oh, shit, man. Steamy for the people? <laughs> Steamy for the people, man. Yo, let's fucking get it still. Does it have to be within Toronto? Nope, we can ship it. That's what that's the big deal, man. I got word that we're we could ship it. Oh shit, cuz. Alright. So, steamy for the people. <laughs> steamy for the people. We're gonna think of something next week. We're gonna come up with some sort of trivia. And uh we send in a box. A box of beers, man. Does it get better than that? Love it. Let's fucking go, man. Alright, let's pick it up with the NFL. We touched on it a little bit in the intro, but 
Tom Brady did it again, man. What'd you think of the game? I turned it off at halftime. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Shocker. Even though, uh, you know, I should, I should be watching because I'm an official, you know, sports anchor. This is part of your job now. Yeah, but you know what? I just couldn't handle it. Like those, like thirty calls in a row, all against. At the end of the first half, it was. It was <laughs> fucked, dude. What? It was just. I know Bill Belichick had the direct line, but. Yeah. Jesus. It was just too much. It was like, yo, the the Buccaneers looked like they were gonna slap the Chiefs without the refs helping. So that just was like, it just was so unnecessary and just frustrating to watch. Um, but from what I did watch, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much to say about the game. But when I was able to reflect a little the next day and appreciate the greatness and everything, uh, I mean, it's cool. What it's, I mean, it's more than cool. It's insane what Tom Brady's done. And the ultimate silver lining for me, because uh, obviously one of the mm-hmm. Chiefs to win, but was Antonio Brown catching a touchdown and winning a Super Bowl. Uh, that just made me feel real good as a sports fan. I know a lot of people probably think that's fucked because AB's done some fucked, unforgivable shit. But uh, it just really makes me sad when I see like whatever mental health issues he's going through ruin greatness it was it was a nice kind of redemption story that i personally enjoyed i know maybe some people didn't but that was uh that was the best takeaway from the game for me what we've seen that guy go through in the last what do you think like two years just unfold before our eyes and he, like you said, he's done some bad things, but his name has been dragged through the mud, and that guy is an absolute athlete, and it was just sad for a long time. Yeah. And it's crazy that a guy like Tom Brady had so much faith in him to bring him to New England, and then when he's on a team with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to go out of his way to bring him to Tampa too. Like, Bruce Arians didn't want Gronk, and he didn't want Antonio Brown, and Tom Brady made that happen, so... Shouts to Tom to believe for believing in Antonio and uh, big shouts to AB for, for getting that ring. The game was incredible. Obviously, I loved every fucking minute of it. Tom Brady doing his thing, like you said. The penalties at the end of the first half, it was getting out of hand, obviously. But uh, penalties a penalty, man. The only thing I can say about the Chiefs is obviously the O-line just got eaten alive. Throughout, and it got worse and worse as the game went on. But it just looked like Mahomes and Cole were just trying to hit the big play every time. Didn't seem like they adjusted the game plan in the second half. And uh, yeah, they were just smothered by talent. And the Bucks got better and better as the year went on. It seemed like whatever it was, like week 12 or something on, the Tampa Bay just started getting better and better. And honestly, this might have been Tom Brady's hardest path ever to a Super Bowl. I mean, they beat Washington in the wild card game. Usually, Tom Brady doesn't play in the wild card game. Yeah. Then they took out Drew Brees. Well, I, I, yo, you say hardest path, but it's like maybe you could rephrase that to he went through the biggest names to get to the Super Bowl. Like, no, I'm, I'm gonna say hardest path. Like, obviously, actually, yeah, Washington wait, doesn't count. No, no, never mind. Because yeah, he always had that fucking cakewalk. He never has to play that game. My bad. Yeah, forgot about that's that just an factor. extra game that he had to play, and they play good. Washington has a good young team, obviously lack in some areas, but they put up a fight still. Drew Brees, obviously not what he once was. The team is still fucking incredible. Yeah, but that, the New that Orleans game was Saints, fucked, man, they look like ass because Drew Brees was doing jack shit. Like their only touchdown was from Jameis. 
yeah, Drew Brees did not look good. But then they went into Lambeau. Tough, tough game. Beat the MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers. And then you beat the Chiefs. And obviously the Chiefs are a little shorthanded too. So I guess you do have an argument. But biggest names for sure. Yeah, it's impressive. Like the names, like that's going to go down. Like Drew Brees. Obviously like 20 years from now, it's we're not going to be like, oh, but Drew we're gonna Brees We're going to forget the subtle gonna, yeah, nuances. Yeah. It's just going to be Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. Uh, no, that shit was wild. Yeah, the Buccaneers early in the season, they were like kind of bipolar. Like one week they would come out and just look like complete dog shit. And then, and you'd be like, it'd be like, Brady's done. And then the next week their defense would turn up. Brady would look all right. But yeah, they, they were good when it counted and they were great in the playoffs. And the defense was, the defense was the anchor there. Big time. They're fucking crazy. Big time. Those two guys they got at linebacker, Devin White, and I forget the other guy's name, but they're fucking dogs on the ball. And that D line was just absolutely incredible. Some of those guys Jason are leaving Pierre though. Paul. They want to. They want to get those checks, yo. But yo, one and, uh, one thing. I don't know if it would have changed the outcome of the game because the Chiefs were fucked. But fucking Andy Reid calling those timeouts right before half. That was another thing that made me turn it off. I'm like. Did you not just watch them play the fucking Packers and see that touchdown to go into halftime? Why the fuck are you calling timeouts for Tom Brady? Like, I get it. You have Mahomes and you want to try and take a shot. But like, once it was, I, th I think, third and two and they called the timeout again, it was like, bro, are you actually insane? You don't think they can get two yards? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, sorry. I like I, I obviously pulled the sore loser turning it off a half thing but it wasn't just uh the reps it was like it was just everything happening was just like so mind-boggling with the timeouts and and i just couldn't handle it man hopped in the hot tub cracked a brewski oh. and fucking <laughs> chilled out for the rest of the night hey, you, you started celebrating early didn't you <laughs> yeah my, my man tom brady number seven the greatest athlete and the greatest career i've ever personally watched might fucking be i mean austin matthews has a chance to get up there but we'll, what? we'll talk about that what in a the bit fuck no, you, we're, we're, whoa, we're witnessing greatness whoa, with austin matthews whoa, right now bro i cannot believe and i'm you a need, maple leaf stand Ants, you need man. to cut that audio and just we'll just play that back once a year just what did i think austin matthews has tom brady's greatness Bro, I thought you were going to say Jordan, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, you know, someone along the lines of Goche. You're talking about a young Leaf who hasn't even sniffed shit other than a first round exit. What the fuck? Oh, don't worry. We got time, though. We got time. Yeah. That's my guy right that now. That was just Pablo. the last person I thought was going to come out of your mouth. Right I've been there. watching too much Maple Leaf shit. Oh, shit. All right. One more. One more. One more NFL question before we keep it moving. Like we said, Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the week. You good with that? With what? With him being the MVP. Oh, you, you like have, that choice or not, would you pick someone have else? Have they not announced that shit yet? They did, I believe, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, of yeah. course. I mean, Mahomes could have easily gotten it, but he, they didn't play week 17. And uh, what do you think about his comments afterwards saying it was uh, nothing's guaranteed about him being back in Green Bay, anything can happen, yada, yada, yada. How do you feel about the MVP of the league, franchise quarterback, saying that about uh, a storied team like that? Bro, I don't know. I, I feel for him every year. The way their seasons keep ending 
And it's like they keep having these crazy regular seasons. So then it's like everything's all good and la-di-da. But then when shit hits the fan and you're like, and then they be drafting love and then they they be taking the ball out of your hands and kicking a fucking field goal like they just keep ending the season with a bad taste in their mouth so i'm with aaron Rodgers, man like be as salty as you want mm, i'm gonna go the exact opposite way i think aaron Rodgers needs to shut up and start winning these big games man and that's all there is to it <laughs> i'm serious you could tell the coach i'm not coming off the field i'm gonna I'm going to go for it on four. This is our chance to win. And then when you lose the game, don't go looking for someone else to blame. Put it on yourself, man. You're the quarterback. You had ample amount of time to win this throughout the whole game. Like, it's up to you. You're the man there. Be the man. And uh, I feel like when they decide to kick that field goal, he was okay with it because he's like, you know what? If we lose, the whole thing's going to be about how we kicked the field goal and uh, we didn't get to go for it. So it's not on me. So so I'm good with that. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, you can learn a little bit from Tom Brady. <laughs> Yo, I ain't trying to pretend I can go into the man's head and know what he was thinking. Uh, <laughs> We're sports anchors. This is what we get paid for. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Um, well, yeah, we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one, but... Um, he doesn't win the big game, man. There's nothing to agree or disagree about. He doesn't do it. No, I know. I'm just year saying, after I, year. And I'm then, saying, I, yo, I how much more of a salty. team does he want? Like that team was incredible. We're like, oh, we, he needs wide receivers. He needs targets. He's got the best wide receiver in the game. He's got two steady running backs. Got a tight end that's coming through. He's got speed on the outside to go with Devonte Adams. Like, I don't know what more the guy wants. The defense? Oh, the defense was good. They weren't that good this year. Well, it's not not bad. I don't know. Whatever, man. I just didn't like that field goal. And if he's salty um, for... Like, but, yo, if you're you Aaron Rodgers and you're the MVP coach? of the league, hell yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be the guy. You've been there longer than him. Yeah, but you know that organization. Like Tom, You know Tom Brady's calling his own... Tom Brady's the coach of the offense. Aaron Rodgers needs to do the same thing. If you're a great quarterback, you run the offense. Not this guy that's been there two years, LaFleur. Well, like you're wasting the prime of your career while tell, this guy's telling you he's going to kick a field goal and you're just okay with it. Who knows if he was you're okay looking for an out. Who the fuck knows, man? That's what I'm saying. I'm not pretending I, to know what happened in that situation. He let them kick the field goal. So he was okay with it. What do you mean he let them? Like you're supposed to do what your coach says in sports. Oh, not when you're the fuck. The quarterback is bigger than the coach sometimes, man. And Aaron Rodgers in that situation, he has to be bigger than the coach. But okay, we disagree. You would have listened to your coach right there if you're the MVP of the league. I don't know. Didn't he always fucking change the plays his last year with the what his old coach Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. That was like a big issue. He was pure disrespecting him, and then. From from what I gather, the Packers organization is like trying to fucking hand the keys to their fucking coach and not Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's too much politics and bullshit. What happened happened. And I'm not I'm not mad at Aaron Rodgers for being salty. All right. I'm saying I'm saying I'm pissed at Aaron Rodgers and I need to see more out of him. <laughs> All right, let's move to the NBA couple quick hits nba nhl then we gonna get out of here man 
What's been the biggest surprise of the NBA season so far for you? It could be a team that's doing great, a team that's doing terrible, or one player that's doing incredible, or you can hit me with two big surprises, whatever. Just get something off your chest. All right, biggest surprise, first thing that jumps off the paper to me is the Knicks are one game below 500 in the seventh seed when I, I fully expected them to continue to be trash. Julius Randle. Um, Love it. You know, he's playing, I was he's going. playing like a, a low-level all-star, which is also surprising. And, and then on the flip side, the Heat and Hawks and Magic all being on the outside looking in when the Knicks are in the playoffs. I mean, who knows if that lasts, but this is, you know. I think it can last. February. Yeah, they just beat the T-Wolves in a tight one. And they went out and got D Rose. Don't if D Rose stays healthy, he can be a big player on the team. Yeah. So shout out to Coach uh, Thibodeau. Uh, he's really making those young guys work, and uh, hopefully, the Knicks can uh, continue building on this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Utah Jazz, man. Woo. How do you not? First place in the NBA. Shot calling out our boy Spider Mitchell, yeah. saying he's not a superstar. He looks like one to me. He also called out Rudy Gobert, both guys on the Jazz. What was he? He was uh, told kids that they can make whatever it is, $100 million averaging six points and something rebounds or something. Coming at Rudy hard, and all they doing is winning over there in Utah, man. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. I think I think Shaq, that whole thing just got like awkward because first they like spoke over each other and shit. And I think Shaq's from the old school of like he got he got chirped by some of the the, the big centers. Uh, Shaq that was trying to push him, him into he wanted Spider to to stand up and puff out his chest right there and tell him, you know, I am a superstar in this league. And it, D. Mitch went a different way with it. Yeah, I think he wanted to, him to shut him up with his play, but it was just an awkward <laughs> fucking interaction. But I know what Shaq was trying to do. It just. He didn't execute it properly, but uh, no, that's I'm I'm hyped for the Jazz. Shout out Bogdanovich or he's playing like shit. He can't shoot, dog. Is that even the, the right wrist one? guards fucking with him. Boyan? Yeah, Bogdan. Which one is he? He's it's Bogdan, <laughs> or no? I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but they're all killing it. Mike Conley doing his thing. Good to see Mike. When Conley I drafted back. Mike Conley last year. And fantasy. This is why I thought I was getting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, was I confused? Jesus Christ! But the Utah Jazz, Shaq, stay calling them out, man, and they'll just keep producing. You got Shaq's back heavy this week, dog. Of course, man. That's my guy. Okay, so quick little NHL tidbit for you, man. Let me get you up to date on what's going on with Austin Matthews. Eighteen goals in eighteen games. Not bad, right? Eighteen goals in eighteen games. He's scoring every game, baby, and it's light work for him. Real fucking shit, bro. That's what's up. That's leading the league, number one. And uh, another little bit of info for you. The Maple Leafs are first place in the NHL, my dog. Oh. the whole, Did you see that coming the, today? The whole thing? The whole thing, dog. 14, <laughs> 3, and 2. Damn. The whole goddamn thing. We steady cooking all of Canada on a weekly basis. Damn. Okay. So you see when I say like Austin Matthews is good for greatness, yeah, so you got to watch dust. Pablo play. Oh, my God. He is no joke this year. <laughs> it's light work. Every week he's scoring. 
every fucking or every game he's scoring. And also big shout out to our boy, friend of the show, Wayne Simmons. He's hurt right now, busted up his hand, but he was a heavy player in the Leafs in the first couple games when he was going. Big things. He's gonna be back in the lineup in a couple weeks. We love the success for Wayne Simmons. And I heard he can heel flip. That's 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 the fucking impressive part right there, man. Yeah, we might have to get a heel flip contest with Wayne Simmons. Can you imagine that? We have to get him on the rundown to do an NHL minute with you, man. Talk about Yo, he'll who he's back me up on this. Next. Oh, wow. Whoever wants it, they can get it, man. I heard on the radio that it's bad for business you go into a fight with Wayne Simmons because you ain't coming out looking the same. <laughs> Shit. All right, wrap this shit up, ghost. Uh, that's a wrap, cuz. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Next week, episode two. Big things are going on. Peace, y'all.